Hello and welcome to episode 5 of season 2 of Steedcast. We are back, it is a new decade, it's a new year. Episode 5, we're flying through this. We are. We, we, we really are. Um, but yeah, it's uh, Happy New Year to everyone uh, who's listening to this as it comes out, I guess. It's, uh, it is. When will yeah. it be out? 11th of January or something? Uh, 12th, 13th? Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, somewhere around that yeah, date. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah so this t- this episode's topic is it's, it's a bit of a, a heavy one to start the year to be honest with you but it's something that we've been wanting to do for a while and it is on the big conspiracy theory that well surrounding uh the massive attack that is 9-11 uh good band massive attack massive i was just thinking i yeah as he said i was literally just thinking uh, i didn't want to see you though but uh yeah so hope hopefully like it, it isn't uh this isn't going to be a, a an episode of just, you know, saying basically doing an Alex Jones, 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 and just Jones. flat out saying the Sandy Hook thing never happened. You know, this isn't going to be that sort of podcast. We are delving into some things that we found, um, you know, financial, financially, um, and stuff to do with the people involved uh, in nine eleven and, and so on and so forth. Um, but before we get into all that, how is your? Uh, your Christmases and how was your New Year's? Is I didn't know it happened. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> time is a construct by, created by human beings to measure the passage of time. It's gravity. Well, time is, a time is gravity. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, new decade ain't dumb mean shit. That's the show. No, I was in bed. I whited out. I had a twelve-hour shift. Then I did. Uh, I had an Indian. From the Taj, Merthyr Tidville, highly recommended. Nice. And um, I was fucking sleeping. I was in bed by 10 o'clock, New Year's Eve. Right. Well, what before Jude Holland came on? Before Jude, well, he might have been on. I don't that's know. blasphemy. I, I weren't watching. <laughs> I was in bed sleeping. Blasphemy. That's, that's my end of the decade for you right there. Nice. Not a single drop of alcohol or nothing, just like yeah. straight to bed. I was, I was very much in the same boat, to be honest. Apart from the, the white out, I spent my, uh, my New Year's on the computer researching 9-11 <laughs> and, um, and playing Magic Arena online. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was all I did. It's got to be to a point in your life when you're thinking, I have succeeded at the game of life. <laughs> yeah. When you're doing those but things. I, like, I, I remember last, was it, going into 2019, I put in my calendar the dry New Year, so I wasn't going to go out. I wasn't, well... I was going to go up. I wasn't going to drink any alcohol over New Year's because I I drank my fair share over Christmas, <laughs> and I mean my fair share over Christmas. So, but yeah, it was, it was a nice Christmas though. You know, family, yeah, fairly yeah. quiet one for me. Good food. But yeah. Oh yeah. So much. So much food. So much food. Love Christmas for the food. Uh, so what were you got? I watched several films um, featuring the lovable late John Candy. Um, drunk some high-end <laughs> as, craft as beer. As is tradition. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be done. Um, high-end craft beer. See the yeah, Gavin and Stacey one? Watch that, Gavin and Stacey, yeah. yeah. I, d- I, d- I don't see the, the appeal of Gavin and Stacey. It's Welsh people are stupid. That's why it's so funny. <laughs> is, it, essentially is it it's basically the Welsh Mrs. Brown's boys? Is that what you're trying to say? It's not as bad as, Welsh, as Mrs. Brown's boys. I'll give you that. It really doesn't lower itself to that level. I don't think the, the writing is is more um, what's the word I'm looking for the Mrs. Brown's boys is just a better writing and whatnot and uh, Mrs. Brown's it's actually got a bit of something going on I I, I enjoy Gavin and Stacey don't get me wrong it's nothing groundbreaking but mm. it's, it's, it's alright yeah, it's alright I watched it's not, not Detectorist like it, right? it's not Detectorist 
Oh no, Detectors! I, funny enough, I watched the um, Mackenzie Crook did a Whistle Gummidge remake. It was really good, <laughs> and, and it was quite similar to <laughs> like setting wise and kind of theme wise to Detectorist. Really, very similar. I only saw it when I was passing. True Detectorists. So the HBO one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The uh, True Detectorists. I want to see but, that. Um, very enjoyable. The, the Wurzel Gummidge it was on. Really enjoyable. I do like him. And it was. It was. It wasn't. A, it wasn't even a kid show. It was quite a darker kind of twist to it. Um, and he also didn't have the the classic Wurzel Gummidge haircut, and he was like bald and stuff. Yeah, you looked like a melted person. Of yeah, yeah. Like, that's the kind of thing it was. Yeah. The guy at the end of Robocop. No, no it's, been, it's been a long time since yeah. I watched Robocop. He gets he falls uh, into yes. a toxic vat of waste. Very good writer though, Mackenzie Crook. Very very Did good. He, write that? Uh, he wrote it all, um, produced it all sorts. Yeah, um, nice. I mean the Detectress is fantastic. I've been keeping an eye out for more stuff. He does. He's uh, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I want to see Little Women in the cinema. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I was that, son. Little cats. Was that? What's it about? I was it. No, I was it. I was it. It's, it's a right. remake, isn't it? It's been remade about eight times now, mm, I think. Jesus. It's one of those classic like books, isn't it? Emma Watson was in it. Pretty right. Woman or Little Woman? Little Women. Oh, little yeah, Women. Yeah, it's about four sisters. One of them dies. Spoiler alert. And then they all kind of come home from their lives and cry, pretty much. Uh, yeah, man. It was made by, it was directed by the woman who starred in, this is such a random connection, that really, really weird film I saw about Dash Hounds. Remember I told you about that? Oh, I said, the dog gets squashed by the truck. I still haven't got over that. That's terrible. That's the the worst story you've ever told me ever. It said at the end, directed by Greta Gerwig or something, and I was like, who the fuck is that? Why don't you know that? talks about climate change, and she, I shouldn't be here. I should be in school, on the other side of the ocean. Why am I here? It's actually Greta Thunberg. Oh, I stand correct. Uh, it's like when I say Bjork and it should be Bjork but, um, <laughs> all the power to her all the power to her you actually pronounce it like Kermit the Frogwood is that how you say Bjork Bjork I think Bjork. as far as I know it's got Bjork, the uh, is, yeah, Bjork. both dots over the O I always say Bjork though I think everyone else wrong. in Bjork. the world Bjork. Bjork 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 Gunterson whatever the fucking name is sorry that's Bjork. probably wrong you've been a fan of Bjork Bjork, oh, you Bjork. heavily yeah fantastic top, top breakdown Constant. Unfortunately, most people only know it for that one song, though. Which is also a breakdown of sorts. But the rest of the music doesn't anything like that, does it? Like, it's also quiet. It changes all the time. It's all sorts of shit. Yeah. Didn't she do music for Lord of the Rings as well? Possibly. I'm not sure. And Seems like Sucker some Punch. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of her songs were remixed for that. I don't know yeah. if she did... Um, I don't know if she did any contributions to the uh, score. She has done film scores. There's two albums of film scores, which aren't very good. Christ. Um, yeah, we're going off topic. I do a podcast on Birk, if you want. By all means, yeah. Bjork. Bjork. Um so yeah, let's uh let's crack on with this uh with this topic. Wait, 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 wait. Nine eleven. So on September the eleventh, two thousand one, America suffered its biggest tragedy since Pearl Harbor. Four planes took off and they were all taken over by terrorists and diverted with the intent of ending countless lives, denting America's pride and starting starting a war. Two planes hit the Twin Towers in New York, one hit the Pentagon, and the other crashed into a field in Somerset County, Pennsylvania. After oh, the, what was uh, important about that field? Huh? What was important about that field? I don't know. <laughs> what, Nothing. Did, did, I was like, why did they crash into is the field? Oh, right, is, it, is there a link to the no. field? Or we could jump too far ahead with everything. <laughs> I, I think that was, that, was United, that was in 1993, wasn't it? When they took yeah, over. Yeah, 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 they, they, they made a film about it and everything. They well, did, Freeze yeah, of yeah. Dreams, is it, Sam? That's a terrible film. My mother always told me, I got to my mother, but she was like, you really need to watch this film, it's beautiful, and I watched it, and I just didn't get it. If you, if you build it, he will come, you say, <laughs> something like that. Is, is that the one? Is that the one? 
<laughs> it's about the backyard full of That's ghosts. Wayne's World, they're baseball players, yeah. aren't they? Cracking yeah. film, that is. We, yeah, hey, bud, does it? <laughs> Oh, well, what do you want it, Bo? Feel the dreams. Feel the dreams of Kevin Costner. Oh. Kevin Costner? I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Some guess knew it was out in the late 80s, early 90s if it's Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a prime 90s film, oh, I thought Christ. it was. Um, anyway. I, I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking that. of Fields of Gold now, I am. Oh, yeah. I won't go there, I won't go there. So yeah, crashed into Somerset County, Pennsylvania after the passengers on board overpowered the terrorists. See, if I hadn't interrupted you, you would have just said that and that would have been the end of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, can, I can only apologise. Um, World Trade Center Building 7 also collapsed that day, although no plane hit it. Uh, this is the narrative we're told through mainstream media, but today we're going to look at some other parts of this tragedy that may or may not change your mind as to whether certain people of power had any prior knowledge to the 9-11 attacks. So yeah, let's uh, jump down this rabbit hole then. So the first part, the... I thought I'd jump into is financial gain. So, you know, when you, when a detective looks at a murder or he looks at uh, some, some wrongdoing, he always follow the money trail. That's, that's exactly what um, I will say from the get go, this documentary that I watched, where's it by? Follow the money. I don't know where the fuck's going to take you. Yes, by the Cor- Corbett report, and it's called Follow the Money. It's really good. Oh, Ronnie Corbett. <laughs> Ronnie Corbett. But before he, before he died, he'd reached a documentary about 9-11. Oh, yeah, um, he's made a couple, actually. The one I watched one he'd done called uh, uh, Al-Qaeda Doesn't Exist. Yeah, he's done He's done a couple. Well, Ronnie um, Corbett did that as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah he, uh, he went off the rails a bit after he'd done... Soup. After the other one. Soup. Yeah, sometimes I get a breakdown after all Barker died. Christ. That was right. First of all, it's porridge. Porridge. And, and that was Ronnie Barker. <laughs> you, you, you were wrong on both instances. He got his Ronnie's mixed barking up. barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Soup. Great. <laughs> I knew so, it was some liquid food. Um, yeah, so in, in I'm just going to explain, um, just for people don't know what the stock market terms are for these things. So in finance, a put or put option is a stock market device which gives the, gives the owner the right to sell an asset at a specified price by a predetermined date to a given party. The purchase of a put option is interpreted as a negative sentiment about the future value of, un, of the underlying stock. Um, so, so they cast projections on what the stock's... Yeah, go into and they reckon and they, if if like a company is going to tank, they'll bet put on a it. Yeah, tank basically it betting on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. So that's how the world works. That's scary. Yeah. Um, so before nine eleven happened, uh, massive put option spikes and naked calls called Bloomberg reports reported that put options in UAL Corp parent for United Airlines uh, surged two hundred eighty five times the average volume and seventy five times the total number of put options traded up that, up until that time. This was the largest reported spike. In another observation of the same phenomena reported in the September twenty second Herald, UAL put options contracts soared ninety times in one day over a total from the previous three weeks. That's Christ. ninety times, not ninety percent. Um, on September the 10th, put option contracts on AMR, parent for American Airlines, spiked 60 times the daily average and five times the total of all $30 put options traded before September 10th. So were these all accumulated or were they just like separate instances of the... Oh, they were all accumulated. So everyone Shit. doing this. T- so how how many things were put on the... were, were bet on basically mm. at that point. And doesn't that strike you as a bit weird how... Just before this attack happened, that uh, all these people just decided to go. Oh yeah, something bad's going to happen. It certainly rings alarm bells, you know, doesn't it? Yeah. Were there any? Yeah. Do you do you know if there were any other um, kind of airlines that also 
So, yeah, let me... Were all the, all the planes used if, the same airline? They were all United Airlines? No. American if I'm Airlines. jumping ahead... So it's United, United Airlines and American Airlines. Ah, right. They, uh, they are the two, I, I believe. I'm trying to find my thing in my notes here. But... We'll get to this, right? Oh no, it's, it is part of this. I'm just oh. I just can't find it. <laughs> um, but in a nutshell, what it was with United Airlines and American Airlines, they were the two they were the two um, flights that were taken over. They were the two planes that were taken over out of the four, and all those two soared, but Delta Airlines didn't. Oh. And Delta Airlines was right. the other, is the other big airline company, but there were none that were that, that spiked for Delta. Delta just stayed where it was. So did, did Delta, was Delta were Delta planes involved? No, all right. No. I don't know at all. Yeah, that's that's a bit a bit weird. <clears throat> so they obviously they knew what planes they were getting. So you say the people who were orchestrated nine eleven were air industry insiders. Yeah, people worked for Delta Airlines. Not necessarily. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd say was it the, um, the, the, the there's probably the, not that many when you get to the the tippy top. There's probably not that many people uh, overseeing the entire country. To be fair, they probably all know each other. Go to go to those what are the fundraisers together fundraisers. and yeah like when the joker comes in and batman's like what like catalina wine mixers type of Ka- Ka- uh, fucking catalina <laughs> wine mixer. <laughs> kind of things like yeah so uh, i literally just found that section i was looking for um so bloomberg uh, published reports identifying a clear pattern of highly unusual and in some cases massive spikes in put options in stocks that would have been deemed by those with with detailed prior knowledge, most likely hardest hit in the market aftermath of a World Trade Center attack. These were primarily airline, UAL and AMR, notably not Delta, um, insurance, brokerage and hotel stocks. Um, Christ, hotel as well. Yeah, well, like you think about it in, so if by whatever reason they managed to miss one of the trade world trade center. They probably had hotels well, and everything hotel, in right. downtown New York. So they they literally just the fucking Marriott. Yeah. <laughs> so they they just like basically betting on like insurance companies that have insurance on the buildings and everything that surrounds them, including right. the World Trade Center itself. Um, and the guy the guy who um, who owned the World Trade Center actually profited quite a bit off the destruction of the World Trade Center. Sure, I haven't put that it. in my notes, but I, I know that just by watching that documentary the other day. It would, um, something like but, that would yeah. impact travel hugely anyway, so not a lot of people yeah. would yeah. be moving and, what, and fucking change the travel world. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Checks and, it did. Um, well, it's the catalyst for the beginning of the world's global surveillance as well and all this shit, isn't it? There's yeah, so much yeah. change. Yeah. The amount of sort of companies that are sort of tied into government that profited on 9-11 is insane. <laughs> You've got, like, obviously military <clears throat> profited fucking so much from it because they just went to war over it. Um, and then because of the increased security in airports, you had all these security firms that were now profiting off, airport, you know, basically screening and the software companies were profiting off uh, basically making the software yeah. to screen the people um, going through the airport and all that. Um, uh, you know, Going it, back to that, Ed, Ed Snowden book, again, it, it goes into a lot of detail of how big the defence industry rather than defence government, instead, instead of calling defence like a government uh, DOD agency, like it's a defence as a is, a is an industry in America, like certain parts of America, it's just there are literally hundreds of thousands of people that work in national security yeah. or like all the other shits and, and that blew up after 9-11 because like, like, yeah. you know 
He never actually, that, him and never worked for the government. He worked for like Dell or some shit who were like employed to create like a cloud or whatever. But um, going with the, um, I read like the first hundred pages of <laughs> David like Alice in Wonderland and the World Trade Center disaster um, before it mysteriously disappeared and I've never been able to find the book since. <laughs> but there's a lot, there's a lot and it's really heavy and I can't remember the ins and outs of it. Did get uh, lost in the move perhaps? Uh, no, it was after I moved house. It was oh, okay. just after I'd moved in. I ordered it. It's one of the first things I ordered off Amazon to my new it. house. Yeah, the dog's probably fucking mm. had it, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's shitloads in there about uh, the Bush administration. Not, not so much this administration, but the Bush family and their ties to businesses and companies and dealings with like, BCCI, Saudis. BCCI, is it? BCCI Bank. That, that's that. ringing a bell. And why does it ring a bell? I don't know. Uh, bin, bin Laden's brother... Uh, it, it basically, the BCCI is a big bank that like houses like uh, Afghan rebels and um, terrorists from Palestine. And uh, Bin Laden's brother was a big uh, donator there. And then, when George Bush Jr. set up his first business, uh, Bin Laden's brother uh, Sal- Salem Bin Laden this is the badge, donated fifty thousand dollars into George Bush Jr.'s first ever business venture, which to me is a bit weird. Anyway, is is that related to? Is it? BMI is it BMI is the uh, uh, they were a group specialising in helping Muslims in America I think it was I, all I like industry based really things yeah. it was like, um, like well, they're drilling and fucking mining uh, no, and shit I've actually got the name of it right here it it loads of different industries Arbusto Energy oh. that's the bastard that is it that is it right there, there and that was when during the time where George Bush Senior took over the CIA and then appointed Robert Mueller to uh, investigate all this, uh, where it was going, uh, from the charge of the FBI, and they just kind of hushed it all down. So Judge Bush Sr. was in charge of kind of dictating where the funds went from Bin Laden's brother's account into his son's account. Christ. <laughs> that was a apt uh, reaction. I was, saying, I was saying before we started recording to both Tom and Sean, and Gareth, it was <laughs> like when I was looking into this, and I've watched quite a few documentaries on this in the past. There were so many moving parts <laughs> so many. with nine eleven, like different reasons, different people who are like only connected by the craziest trail of crumbs ever on the different ends of the spectrum. You know, like one could be a massive government official as is going to profit off this tenfold and then another guy is just some guy who works in uh like the faa who's never seen him in his life never dealt with him whatever and he's doing it for his own reasons and then it's just like crisscross crisscross and that's how they're connected like shit like this would make a cracking film it really would but no, <laughs> yeah. no one's gonna dare do a film on 9-11 know. you know apart from the the true, true accounts yeah. of it all. Um, the, the, the glory ones. Yeah, but maybe maybe give it another So it just gets consigned to the realms of books, which, you know, only sell to... We preach into the choir, essentially, aren't you? Yeah. The conspiracy theorists sell conspiracy-based books to conspiracy fans. Same with documentaries on it. Yeah, You go somewhere and exactly. watch this documentary, it's like three hours long, and they're going to go, oh, fuck this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. There's one book I tried to find, and I couldn't because it was such a rare press, and it was only like a thousand copies. It ended up being like thirty, forty quid. It was um, uh, like a, a written by I can't remember who it was written by, but it was about how energy weapons were used to destroy the towers, and like it was like legit, like, <laughs> really like in depth explanation. I really wanted to 
yeah. see where that was going because it was mentioned once or twice where I was looking energy. at stuff. Yeah, Wasn't energy. Wasn't the same type of energy as doing Diatlov where we mentioned? Yeah, we did. And, you, and we Can't briefly talked about building seven. It was like infra sound beams. Infra sound, yeah. Yeah, yeah some shit like that. Is, is, is that reference in David Icke's book at all? It is, yes. Oh, That's right. where I got the reference from. I was like, this sounds mad. I've got to get in on this. <laughs> and I come across it on YouTube once or twice. But it's one of those things that's constantly teetering beyond my reach. I can't quite get into yeah. it. But we will. Uh, I I do have a section on uh, in for sound beams. Yeah, totally <laughs> dedicated entirely to that <laughs> later on. Um, no, are, we, are we still on finance? Yeah, with nice, uh, nice. with World Trade Center Seven. I've got a section on that later, which which is pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, but um, that's the one that raises the most questions for me. It's, it's a strange one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a company called Convar, and they were contracted with recovering the data from the debris of um, the World Trade Centers. How do you mean data? Like documents and like no hard drives, digital data. So the plane, where the plane hit, the first plane hit. I think that yeah, the first plane, it hit the exact spot. This is according to what the government has said. They hit the exact spot of the server room where all the data was stored. So they just crashed straight into it. Now I don't know about you, but that sort of precision to hit a certain floor from oh, someone no. that yeah, doesn't yeah. know how to fly a fucking <laughs> how can you tell what floor is from the outside exactly like, windows why, they, why they, would, they're approaching it with binoculars going one two three four <laughs> five <laughs> just like why is the server know, room just randomly like randomly four fifths of the way up the building yeah exactly why isn't it on the basement <laughs> yeah I thought that'd be ground floor basement yeah <laughs> yeah but, uh, but yeah, yeah. And that's that's what they said anyway but um, they, they worked alongside the FBI um, to uh, to find any data, and th- this was done in their promotional materials for like for years. When, when this was going on, they used it as a sort of you know a sh- sort of like we're dealing with you know we're helping the FBI find data on nine eleven and all that stuff. And it was in their promotional materials, not anymore. Um, but since then, so that's all stopped. You know, they've stopped the the search and they they don't look at them anymore. Um, Convar refuses to release any information on the data that was. Uh, that was given. That was found. Did they give it all to the government? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. FBI got a lot, um, and they no longer say that we we work alongside the FBI. They got full advert. You see it on YouTube. Shit. Yeah. Um, that was pretty mad. Um, there's there's a guy called Michael Rupert. He's an author and researcher, and he revealed that Deutsche Bank's uh, computer systems were taken over just after the first plane hit in the first tower. Um, he said because he had a, a contact who some, someone who just got in contact with him and he said that he undeniably proved to him that he worked in Deutsche Bank and um, they had a, a flaw in the other tr- in the other one in the other set the one that wasn't hit yet um, and Deutsche Bank's uh, office which was in New York as well which was getting covered in debris as well um, they the computer system got taken over and they know that the, the office and the trade center got taken over and that's where they held important documents and all that stuff and there was no one with any ability to stop it in either building at the time so they, they so didn't it was have, like a cyber attack yeah all oh, right okay they didn't have any text or anything and they said that they couldn't stop it um so but the cyber attack coincided alongside alongside so after it was i think it was a 40 minute window where the two planes hit and then during that window <clears throat> deutsche bank systems just went Damn. um to what end? What, what happened with that? Then, with, with, did someone steal money from them? Or? Don't know. They, they don't know what because everything was wiped in, in the crash. <laughs> oh, because of course the second thing <laughs> yeah. they would have all gone. Yeah, it, because it, they said there was a massive download and purge. So when they were when it was 
do, doing the cyber attack they downloaded loads of data then they purged it all and then obviously that building blew up so anything that was in that building is gone maybe they could recover from the other building who knows but nothing has been said about that at all and that was from an employee in Deutsche Bank said that maybe those infrasound beams just fucked the server rooms maybe. it's just like all the hard drives <laughs> stopped spinning you know <laughs> Sounds like the plot of a really like elaborate Vin Diesel movie or something like that, the heist movie, like that Rick and Morty episode of the heist. The heist. You son of a bitch. I'm in. I know it's a very low key dig to David Lynch in one of those episodes. Yeah, I was like, yeah, what yeah. was that about? Like, why was What's that? The dig? Like, oh, it's just like that David Lynch film I pretended to like. Oh, I remember that. I was like, that was a low Probably enough, I was, was going to say to you about that. I forgot to say to you about it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Shut up, I'm going to play Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rick. Uh, but yeah, that, I thought that was pretty interesting. And that's not something that I really highlighted, but it's not something I've ever heard of before. And this Michael Rupert, is, no, he's done me. a lot of books. And he was on, there's a video of him talking about it on that docu the documentary I mentioned earlier. And it, it was on a news report that he'd done that. And it takes a lot of balls to say something like that but then you know you say something like that and no one else is going to come out and back you you're just going to be called a, a lunatic and yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a fucking mad man this is essentially why uh, this sort of story has managed to run its course is because the government don't want you to know anything other than what they tell you to want is the basis of all of this that's how they get yeah it is how they get you but um, so were these people tied to Al-Qaeda the, oh no! Uh, which, people, which ones? You know, the the people in the plane. The Al Qaeda so, didn't exist. Did they profit off inside of knowledge? <laughs> were they all Egyptians or some shit? Wasn't it something like that? They weren't actually. They ended, wouldn't they have nothing to do with the country they ended up invading? Am I right in that? When they like, where did they invade? Afghanistan, Iraq. Um, there was Israeli. There was Israeli involved. The Israelis, were they? I think it might be. There was a report of um, some Israelis who lived in New York who were on top of a building watching the towers go down and celebrating. New York. Saudis as well, wasn't it? Yeah, but the, the people who actually flew the plane, I'm sure they were Egyptian. Probably should have looked this up. I think the official report's Saudi, but... The Saudis do appear in this. <laughs> <laughs> they do. There's, there's all sorts of sort of the Eastern world. Is, is, but that, that's, that's the thing. You don't know whether it's true or not because yeah. America has this mass... Then you can tell America's got this massive agenda against them. Just by looking at the... Oh, Saudis. Uh, well, Saudis, Iran. Best friends. Uh, they, send, they send money. Vince McMahon. You know WWE. I do. Right? <laughs> so, I know this is going a bit off topic, but um, in the last year or two, uh, WWE have signed a contract with the Saudi Prince, mm. Saudi King, yeah. to do shows there for the next decade. They right? were absolutely not watching this in work, so, but I noticed <laughs> the women were fighting which I didn't realize. Ah, was yeah, that was, a, that was a first. Was and a they're all like covered up and stuff. Yeah, they have full body suits and everything. Like mm. Fighting in burgers. No, I'm shocking. I was there for the taking. Um, but no, they basically, WWE got absolutely lambasted for that because, well, how much money do you think the Saudi print is going to give you to do shows for a decade? They absolutely lambasted for it. But later this year, apparently uh, they didn't get paid the show right. on time so there was this massive um, sort of argument that took place apparently and the majority of the WWE locker room was stranded in Saudi Arabia for a couple of days or a week <laughs> stranded. and they were they were locked in a hotel and they weren't allowed to leave 
um, while <laughs> Vince McMahon was back in America, along with, uh, so was it Brock Lesnar, Hulk Hogan? What level-headed people to have alongside you. Yeah, there was like certain certain talent. So basically his superstars got out. Can, can I just quickly get in? So, I thought they shunned and blacklisted Hulk Hogan from yeah. the uh, universe. Uh, not anymore. He's what back. happened to that then? I'm pretty He's damn back. sure that they removed had, him from like, had, Hall of Fame and things. And he, No, he wasn't removed from the Hall of or Fame. They, or they didn't mention him or something. Yeah, or? they didn't mention him on TV for a while after the whole racist thing. I thought he was completely blacklisted from it all. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't completely blacklisted from it. A lot of people don't think of him very highly. That's, yeah. you know, especially a lot of the um, the colored superstars. I guess they, they don't like... I, a couple of people tweeted when he came back on TV. Right. Like people who were employed by WWE saying... This is insanity. <laughs> Patriarchy son, he's a white so. male, so give him a couple of years and he'll completely have forgotten what he did. What's that Bojack Horseman character yeah. too, isn't he? Is it Vance? Is it on Bojack? The guy he's like strangled a hooker or something and then like five years later he's back on telly and everyone's <laughs> forgiven him. I was under the impression he was blacklisted anyway myself. Oh, no, it's only only fairly recently he's come back on telly though. So oh, okay. it's not that long ago. And he's not he's not featured heavily at all. Like at all. Yeah. So but um he the reason that he was in Saudi Arabia with them was because the Saudi prince asked for him. Oh, okay. Now, bear in mind, the Saudi prince is completely fucking clueless because the time before that, he asked for uh, was it Yokozuna. And Yokozuna's been dead for years. He's dead, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, You'd be asking Ronald to do the giant now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just imagine these people sitting over there in their palaces going, like, I'm bored, let's bring the World Wrestling Federation... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want, uh, I don't know, fucking I want 12, Owen Hart. Yeah, 12 to shoes yeah. Trish status. I want uh, 15 Stacey Keebler. <laughs> <laughs> but none of them are allowed to show any flesh. If they no, go mate, outside the building, we'll throw rocks at them. Sir, 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 that Beatles band seemed popular. Get us the Beatles, <laughs> like, but uh, two, two of them are dead. Doesn't matter. Get me the Beatles. <laughs> get me pictures of the Beatles. Like, get, get them here now. We want fuck that band. We want them. It's hard to deal with countries that are completely morally different from yours be it religion or culture or whatever mm. but they've got a lot of money they probably so watch reruns of everything and like fucking it's new. China as well as the other one a lot of shit China. with China right now in it because of that and companies that do deal pander to the Chinese government because of all the money they ain't got integrity the whole blizzard <laughs> thing yeah they got integrity so. going back to 9-11 though you were right 15 of the seven, 15 of the 19 uh, hijackers were Saudis they were also someone from Lebanon Pete um, yeah. someone from Aber, Arab, Arab Emirates and one from Egypt I thought you were going to say Aberystwyth I, I thought, I thought, I thought <laughs> you were going to say Aberaman Aberaman <laughs> <laughs> is a hotbed of terrorist activity <laughs> <laughs> truly uh, Aberaman Jihad <laughs> so um, according to a report done by the FBI and Department for Justice and Department of the Treasury Say we have not developed any evidence suggesting that those who had advanced knowledge of September of the September 11th attacks traded on the basis of that information. Mm. How, Is that an official quote? Yeah. So they're saying that people did have advanced knowledge, but they didn't yes. use it. Wow. Okay. Um, so, however, according to the 9/11 Commission report, states a single a single U.S.-based institutional investor with no conceivable ties to Al Qaeda profited off 95% of early put options made on United Airlines stock. Wow. That's fucked. The commission report, like, I didn't want to put a lot of the um, commission report in because they have absolutely fucked it on, on terms of <laughs> information. They've just kind of covered up so much shit. And it was just, like, you look, you, you have a look at the people that were on that commission 
and you, you can just take one look at them and go, oh, yeah, I'm not believing a fucking word you say. Commissioner <laughs> Gordon, is it so? Crooks, the one. <laughs> yeah. But um, that's that's part of the money problem. With, with, well, money problem. The the, uh, the money part of the 9-11 thing, anyway. Is anything on the um, project for the new American century? No. In, that, in the, in the build-up, you know about Is this. that towards finance as well? I don't know if it is. That's what I was wondering. I don't know if it does go towards finances. But I got a bit on finance. I can, uh, go for it, man. Oh, go for it, man. I'm right. pulling buzzwords off uh, DuckDuckGo search. So, <laughs> yeah, if you're probably way more prepared uh, than I am. September the 10th, 2001, the Secretary of Defence, Donald Rumsfeld, came to the public <sighs> saying yes, that the I Pentagon had lost $2.3 trillion. That's trillion with a T. Yeah. Uh, it was unaccounted for expenses and the money was wasted by the military uh, and that money wasted by the military posed a serious threat. That happened in 1999. That was due in the Clinton administration. Uh, 2001 then, $1.1 trillion goes missing and the main issue with the missing money is said to be the DOD, which is the Department of Defence. Uh, I think America's military spending budget is like 10 times it's fucking insane. above... Yeah the next uh, country blow it. Yeah. Uh, an audit uncovered that the Pentagon could not account for 25% of what it spends. And that is a huge amount of money. Do you uh, know how they make up the numbers as well? Basically, when they can't account for anything in the Pentagon, yeah. the, they're told to make up so much of Duke the percentage. The how much that cup of coffee costs? Ah, it's about two pounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, that, that was on a, a, a report on Russia Today, that was. Totally legit, Dan. No, honest, mm. honest to God, if you want to watch other, like, you don't want to know anything about Russia, but you want to know something about the rest of the world, watch <laughs> Russia today. Unbiased. Yeah, because they completely don't give a shit about the rest of the world, and they will report anything that's, you know, proper on they that. They are right? a bit pro-Trump, I will say that. Um, what happened to Al Jazeera? They used to show, like, proper uncensored news. Is that still going? Is that still a thing? It's still going, yeah. Still going, I think, yeah. Uh, the official narrative that the Pentagon uh, couldn't account for anything, though, came from the fact that their computer networks don't properly communicate with the financial systems. Uh, they were decades old. Uh, so they're saying the money was still there, but they just didn't know, know where it was. Yeah. Sitting in a vault somewhere. Some electronic <laughs> vault, like fucking <laughs> Scrooge McDuck jumping into it. Uh, right? you, you, you two are IT uh, kind of minded. Is that plausible? Uh, yeah, definitely. Again, I don't want to go back to the Ed, Ed Snowden book again, but what his team was doing at one point was literally trying to connect all the different systems from like the CIA, the Pentagon, the FBI, all these different, everything. centralize it all into one super machine. You know, like I think Batman's Jesus. got in his basement and then <laughs> Morgan Freeman's like, I cannot remain at Wayne Enterprises as long as this machine, it's kind of like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at that point he was, and that's why Edward Snowden was like, this is too powerful. It's, yeah, just, it's too much else. information. If this ever is compromised or, or used to the wrong ends, yeah. then it's, it's, uh, it's too I much. I totally believe that they're using outdated systems, though. That's completely common in everything <laughs> IT-related. You, you think the Pentagon would be a uh, bit more... Brushed I go on to a bit of the IT yeah. stuff as well afterwards. Windows uh, 95 yeah. is... It's like, um, well, well, well I'm not far off for The WannaCry. The WannaCry. The fucking... Oh, what, the, the they're still using Carter, probably. The NHS. <laughs> oh, fuck, because they were still using Windows XP. And that's right. where all those machines go. It wasn't just the NHS. You had train companies and everything, like in, in Germany, where <laughs> their ticket uh, machines just suddenly just went... <laughs> <laughs> ticket machines. So they did Netscape Navigator. Netscape. Well, why do you keep bringing Netscape up for? They bring in... Uh, <laughs> yeah, crazy. It was uh, hilarious once the train signs crashed. 
on the Arriva and there was all this Linux jargon on it and I was like I expect uh, you could fully understand everything no I just said what it was what what distribution it was and then it would fail to load and I was like oh fucking look at that it's great it's usually Windows blue screen you see (laughs) Uh, I don't shit goes wrong uh, sorry to revert not a problem uh, kindly revert section of the Pentagon that the plane actually hit on 9-11 was a newly constructed records room that housed the accountants that were looking for the missing money the the 2.3 and 1.1 I say plane in air quotes because many people don't believe that it was a plane at all that hit the Pentagon. And from photos, the impact site was way too small. The surrounding area was basically unscathed. We're told that almost all the victims of the attack were positively ID'd through DNA and dental records, whilst also being told that there was no significant plane debris because of the inferno that blew up. (laughs) The plane, so there was also no a tangible video evidence. Yeah, what about the CCTV footage? Terrible, terrible footage, it's really that's, bad. That's yeah. awful. For one of the biggest, uh, well, for the biggest military force in the world, you would yeah. think that they would have better fucking cameras, even though exactly. it was 2001. But yeah, and I, another thing I don't get is the the plane seems to be coming in at ground level. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The and the lampposts and all that would have been hit yeah. and, and everything. But um, I just don't get how they can say that they got the DNA from the plane for the people. But they couldn't get any evidence from the plane itself yeah. because yeah. the plane had burnt up. The people cool. inside would would uh, be in a worse shape than the plane, I imagine. Permission, permission to speak, but the, the Pentagon one seems the most strangest one of all with respect. Um, it's, it is a, it's a bizarre one. Yeah, I like Tom's yeah, yeah. saying to with the, the, the money this lot. Do you know, or by the way, do you know how much is missing now? <laughs> to this day, no. All yeah. of it. 8.2 trillion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, there we go. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, someone like there's someone there that's still profiting off the Pentagon. It's, it's not probably not just one person, it's probably a collective group of people. But Jesus, it's what was it? It's eight, is it $800 per person in America that equates to? I'm not sure. I, I think it's a bit more than that. No, that was that was the, the original number you had. Uh, well, how much was it? Two point what uh, trillion? T- <laughs> Uh, 2.3 trillion in 1999 and yeah. 1.1 trillion in 2001. 1.1. So yeah, it was. It would have been oh, maybe it's eight thousand per person. I don't, I'm not good at maths, but yeah, it was something like that per person in the United States of America would get that much money. You know, if if that money was divvied up, that's fucking crazy. It is. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Um, but as you were going on to uh, computer systems on there, I've got a bit on a company called P Tech. Have you ever heard of P Tech? Nope. No. They just like some random IT company. Yeah. They all sound like that. I don't know, IT companies. It's fucking yeah. stupid names. So I'm gonna nations. I'm gonna list some of their clients to you. Um so the United States Armed Forces, NATO, Congress, the Department of Energy, the Department of Justice, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, US Customers and Border Op Protection, Federal Aviation Administration, Internal Revenue Service, United States Secret Service, and the White House, and I think they do the Postal Service. Do they change well. their name to Lockheed Great Martin? Great band, um, <laughs> Great band of Postal Kinetic. Service. <laughs> they, um, they had security clearance to work on sensitive military projects dating back to 1997. Hmm. So, it's basically everyone apart from the FBI, is it? You're in born, no, FBI's in there. FBI's in there. Yeah, FBI's in there. Only um, 97. What? 87. 97. 97. That was 8. 6. 8? Christ, so how old was I? About 21? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on, moving on. <laughs> uh, so they were based in Massachusetts. They were formed um, in Massachusetts by... Spirit of Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts, son? Boston, Massachusetts, Boston. son. The very Boston. same. Right. Well, no, it's not. Actually, it's Quincy. Um, but yeah, by a chap. Well, he funded it and he's put his name to it 
through various different means called Yasin Al-Qadi. Has that name popped up anywhere before? What is it? Yasin Al-Qadi. Kadi Shark is this? No. Kadi Shark, golf, golf, golf. <laughs> Volkswagen, Volkswagen. <laughs> um, Volkswagen was golf, made by the Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> the drove of Volkswagen. Nazis. Um, yeah. So during um, an FBI invest- investigation called Volga Betrayal, FBI agent Robert Wright uncovered a money trail linking Yasin al Qadi to terrorist organizations such as Al Qaeda. Is it Robert Wright or Robert White? Robert Wright. Robert Wright. How do you spell his surname? W. Ah, see, is it Robert Wright or Robert Wright? Robert it's not, Wright. It's not Robert Wright. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> Robert Wright. Robert Wright. It's like the Sean Robert Bean. Wright. Robert Wright. Bean. Seen Bean. Robert um, Wright. So Wright later claimed that he was throated at each turn when he tr- when he wanted to investigate certain names. Throated that, at each turn. <laughs> he wanted to Jesus. Uh, the, arouse suspicion, so the FBI wouldn't let him go any further. <laughs> arouse more than just suspicion. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize. Oh, God. That, was, that was good. Um, but yeah, the right. FBI... So, so, so um, th- this guy, Robert White, was trying to investigate this uh, P-TECH company and yep. he was being, ah, get away by uh, the FBI. And- yeah, basically the FBI right. told him, no, you're yeah. not going there. And he, he, you know, he's an FBI agent and he's like, why? <laughs> I've got this stuff. Like, basically, I saw an interview with him, actually. Yeah. Yes. They, um, they wouldn't let him... <laughs> they, they basically wouldn't give him that clearance to look at certain files. Now, everything was just... The redacted, 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 and all this stuff. Like, cigarette smoking man blocked him. Did he send? Uh, yeah, shadows. Is it the same interview where he's like, um, oh, my boss was saying, why, why do you care? Why do you care about yes. this stuff? Yeah, like, that's yeah. the one. Uh, um, right. I just oh, no, that's that's a different guy. That's a, that, that's a former Navy, yeah. Navy SEAL. That is, oh. no, he's a different guy, but yeah, he oh, god, what's the story with him now? He was looking into something similar. I think that was the Pentagon funds, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, that's right. Um, yeah, and he was like, and he asked, Why do I care? and I was just thinking, Why, why do I you? care? Like, <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Um, so yeah, Mr. Mulder, so he's like, <laughs> Mr. Mulder, um. So Robert Wright, he said, no one what I know, I can confidently say that until the investigate, investigative responsibilities for terrorism are removed from the FBI, I will not feel safe. The FBI has proven for the past decade it cannot identify and prevent acts of terrorism against the United States and its citizens at home and abroad. Even worse, there is virtually no effort on the part of the FBI's International Terrorism Unit to neutralise known and suspected terrorists residing within the United States. He's obviously not working for the FBI, but he was demoted after releasing that statement. Needless to say, um, which is pretty mad, but... Just on Facebook, lol, the FBI is shit. Like, this guy's talking smack about his employer on You've got your boss on Facebook. (laughs) So, Al-Qadi, the guy who funded P-TECH, he was placed on um, a terrorist list, not just in the US, but in the EU, the UK, and Switzerland as well. And And, Switzerland. Yeah, and Switzerland. Um, That little country. Um, Little (laughs) Um, must have done something wrong if Switzerland sat up and taken well yeah because they all started looking at his books basically and what he was funding and they found the same sort of thing that Robert Wright found and it was yeah so they they tried to investigate and he was proving his innocence or trying to prove his innocence at least Um, so are we saying that Robert Wright wasn't wrong Robert Wright was right (laughs) he was right but yeah Robert Wright was wrong he was right Robert Robert Wright wasn't wrong. He was correct. Correct. He was right. He was right. Yeah. So Robert Wright was Robert Wright. <laughs> he was right. Robert was right. What was Robert Wright? I don't know. 
Was yeah, right it is Robert Sh- Wright. No, it was Robert, Robert Wright. Wright. He's right by name. Yeah, he was. Robert Wright yeah. was right. He was right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by name and nature. Moving on. Um, but yeah, essentially what, what Arcadi was doing, um, once all this sort of stuff sort of broke out about him being part of the, still being uh, part of the board of P-Tech and everything, he pulled out of the company, supposedly, and um, left it to other people to run. But that wasn't the case. They found that he had representatives on the board that were still reporting back to him. So he was still running the company, just sort of in the shadows sort of thing. Um, and this is where I remember, I, I think earlier, do you sing it in the shadows? Or? I just wait, waited in for him to say oh, right. shadows. Oh, I, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I didn't I didn't want to do it. In my head, I was doing it, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, done now, now, mate. Moving on. But that's what I was saying about... Was it BBM... Was it BMI? Um, what I was saying about they, they uh, specialised in helping Muslims in America with insurance claims and banking and all that stuff. Um, there was a quote from uh, one of the agencies saying that the backers of BMI, who are linked to PTEC because their um, C- CEO was... He went over to PTEC in the end to sit on the board with PTEC. Who's CEO now? BMI. Yeah, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but basically, the the people who were funding BMI, they said if you took one look at their list, you, you wouldn't say that they're helping Americans at all. Just because the people on that list fund various other things in the world that are against America's interests. That's, I can't remember who quoted that, but that was from... Um, uh, I think that was from the commission report. That was someone within the commission report said that. Um, Christ. Yeah, it's, it's pretty mad. But with, with um, so with P-Tech, so they had the guy from BMI on there and they had al Cardi there. They also had a chap uh, called, he was their chief architect, Sahil Lahir. Um, so when again? Sahil Lahir. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to say it again because you couldn't see it. When he wasn't writing software that would provide P-Tech with detailed operational blueprints of the most sensitive agencies in the US government. Christ. He was writing articles in praise of Islamic holy war. He was also fond of quoting Abdullah Azam, Osama bin Laden's mentor and the head of Maktab al Kadamat, <laughs> God, I come from these, which was the precursor to Al Qaeda. Mm, they were um, the ones that, that was the, the origins then of, of the, the Al Qaeda, we, we yeah. say. So he, well, he was very fond of that and he was the chief architect of P Tech. Right. He, he had access to literally every single fucking government department possible. Basically, P Tech was a company where every government told on each other. Yeah. Well, yeah. no. Well, they, they, they basically, P Tech were able they, like they whereas someone within the FBI wouldn't have access to something within uh, no, the, the Secret Service mm. P-Tech someone, someone some one person namely him who's got access to fucking whatever can just jump between those things and right. see what oh, he wanted to middleman and this is how like when I read that I was thinking oh and given that the FAA are on their list of clients they knew every flight that was taken off for the next how many months or however long they, they do it for. These people so, are untouchable if somebody so sounds, right? able, Yeah, exactly. They, they were given the keys to the kingdom of the United States. And yeah, uh, the, yeah, the, yeah. the DOD with the, uh, the war games going on as well, there were four different... The, that's why uh, the... Ah, uh, tr- uh, fuck. Space Na- Wars. <laughs> yeah, who the flight is? <laughs> fuck. Uh, the people in the airplanes. That's Air why Force. they took so long. Yeah, go on, score that. That's why they took so long to respond, like because they had four different war games going on and they were all like, like pre- drills and shit. Yeah, 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 all on the same day. Because like, how are the planes actually able to fly across New York and no one's intercepted them? Yeah, 
don't know. And like, why, where are all the jets and shit? Oh, they're why didn't they, like, yeah. Why didn't they have anything on standby regardless if there was a training thing going on? Yeah, you'd, you'd think. Keep a reserve. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but yeah, this guy just had keys to the king. And you think he couldn't have been the only one. Um, they yeah. did employ a lot. Again, that's exactly what. Same ilk as well. I don't want to say Snowden again, but that's exactly the access he had. Yeah. And then they were piecing it all together. And then it's just like, you know, if this gets into the wrong hands, or it looks like it fucking did, possibly in that P-Tech example. Yeah. But um, yeah, they just didn't have the, as far as tech goes, just didn't have the expertise there in the government. Like most of the technological stuff is done by contractors, you know, and there's a mm-hmm. lot of trust placed. You can get them to sign the same shit that, you know, your FBI agents have to sign to say, I won't tell anything. I don't think terrorists truly yeah. agree. To <laughs> keep oh shit, there's a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, I shouldn't look at this. But mm. I'm the techie guy and no one's going to be able to find out that I've done it. Ah, fuck it, let's have a goose. Like they had four, innit? That's oh, fucking awful. Um. <laughs> and he gunned them all down though, the programmers. Spoiler alert, it's been out for a while. Yeah. Don't they um, have them all programming this virus or some yeah, shit? And then when the work is complete... Fire should... sale, innit? What's that? Fire sale. Fire sale? Yeah. That's what it's called. Is it? Yeah. Oh, right. I, it's been a while that. since... I've seen the cinema, that's a long ago, so it's just I, like... I, I, did. I, I really enjoyed that for. I didn't, did not enjoy it. I, it was, it's, it's nowhere near the first three. It was a desperate long, attempt to remain relevant in the modern age. He throws a fucking car at a helicopter. But. Yeah, I know, but that's like, it's all about <laughs> hacking and it's uh, fucking shit. Yeah, I guess. I, I, I do get where people come from with that film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did, eventually, P-Tech did get investigated and they were thrusted into the spotlight of American mainstream media uh, for this investigation. Um, but they had a week or two to prepare for it. So was this before 9-11? This was after 9-11. So the original involvement predated a 9-11, yeah. though. Okay. By a good few years. So 96, 97. Any idea who it was or outed them? Um, it was the... Um, it was Robert Wright, eventually, was one of the oh. people involved with uh, two other FBI you agents. Went wrong. I, don't have, I don't have the name <laughs> So it was like a civil... Yeah, he kind of... He kept probing and probing and probing. And eventually, a couple of years later, it was. Um, it, they they managed to search them but like I said they had a week or two to prepare for the search because it wasn't like uh, surprise we're going to search you it was more like in two weeks time we're going to come to your building and we're going to seize all your IT equipment and we're going to oh, search right, okay. it so that gives them ample fucking time to get whatever data like when uh, Gary Glitter went to PC World that's how you got caught that's how you got get caught get off no yeah. way when you take yeah. your computer into the desk and go that's not working and you open it and the 17 year old at the desk opens it and goes this guy's downloaded loads of fucking porn there's viruses all over it okay. it's just fucking loads of full of kiddie porn oh could you imagine being just the, the, the humble PC World tech that had to open that PC the person like discovered it like, no, the thing is I bet they were really excited they're going fixing Gary Glitter's PC <laughs> <laughs> Famous last words. Like. Uh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> um, but yeah, um, P Tech now uh, are defunct because the they did change their name. What they change it to? Uh, Go Agile in late two thousand three because of the the media frenzy. So to try and save name, same basically thing. rebranded save themselves. Face. Yeah, they basically tried to rebrand themselves and Cambridge Analytica. Um, but Re-brand what did they rebrand as? Lockheed Martin. Huh? What did they rebrand as? Go Agile. Go Agile. Go Agile. Yeah. That's and, kind of um, a funny name. That is. Surprise, yeah. surprise, within that search as well um, that the government did, uh, they found fuck all. And uh, in of the course. 9-11 Commission report, they basically dismissed P-Tech's uh, involvement to saying like, no, we're not looking at P-Tech. They're nothing. Because <laughs> companies like P-Tech have like blackmail. Uh, they've they got so much shit on everyone that 
they're not yeah. ever going to be found out like like yeah if you're like we had this much like, we had access to all this shit and now we, we've still got access to it all we made a copy of it so fuck off you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. you don't admit that we've we've yeah. been able to have unfettered access to this shit for this length of time do you it think of the people like that were idiot. involved in in p-tech um from you know saudis to um the what's his, i don't know where he's from actually the other guy uh but you know he's a big fan of um al-qaeda and all that stuff well that data they just got a big fan he's big he was a big fan i fucking love al-qaeda liked it on facebook do you son um so, but yeah, they, they could have easily just transferred all this sensitive documentation to Saudi Arabia, to wherever, which is probably why sort of America don't touch Saudi Arabia. They probably got so much shit on them. Same with Russia. I imagine Russia's got its fair amount of stuff and they kind of, they do they do keep to themselves a lot of the time unless they're feeling bored. That's just kind of the, the general Russia. consensus. Yeah. yeah, they're a very nationalistic country. Yeah. They kind of keep, yeah. Very, very big it's only when they, they want to do that's, shit that's how all like. this started though with the Afghan Russia war Trash. yeah that's true yeah. Mm, yeah it's quite good quite, yeah it's quite yeah. good quite quite, quite, quite. <laughs> I'll go into that in a bit not, not right now but I got a bit on Bin Laden and his uh, backstory but yeah um, so that's that's really all I got on P-Tech what but, do you call um, a terrorist that's been put out of a job <laughs> I don't know been laid off <laughs> 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 Keeping it classy here on Steakcast. <laughs> this is a Steakcast. <laughs> You're listening to the Steakcast. Um, Live on. So here. yeah, I'm gonna I'll finish off this brief section and we'll uh, we'll head to ad break. I think then. Cool. Um, so to date, the U.S. government has not been able to determine the origin of the money used for the 9/11 attacks. Ultimately, the question of it is of little practical significance. 9/11 Commission report. I beg I've, to differ. I've got a bit on that actually. So crack on but but i think that's that that fucking statement is little practical significance is like are you serious like you were literally just going to ignore all the money that's gone missing this entire time and that doesn't raise any suspicion to you whatsoever what you're saying is is they were just like someone said oh so all that government money that's gone missing over the fuck knows how many years has been funneled to one side and then used to fund a terrorist plot yeah and they're going eh yeah, <laughs> can't be bothered. probably we might not have happened. It don't matter. Like, it don't matter who bought the drugs. <laughs> I mean, it don't matter who paid for the drugs. It matter who bought them. How little Johnny? How did you get four bags of fucking heroin? Oh, um, that bloke at the end of the street gave me four hundred pound and said, "Go and buy this drug." <laughs> no one would care who that bloke was. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. As long as like a scapegoat, yeah. someone for it. Well, mm. like uh, speaking on drugs in America, loads of this drugs that gets found by. Um, was it the DEO? DEA. DEA, yes, one. Um, and he was, and he was a certain vowel. Um, that goes missing all the fucking time. That doesn't they really find it? Yeah. Well, the DEA good. stuff. The it's, DEA yeah. is enormously corrupt. You yeah. just have to watch. Oh, yeah. uh, it just vanishes. Uh, vanishes. It's like um, I sat on a DEA bench in um, on the Thailand Laos Vietnam border or whatever the fuck. Whatever. I don't know if it's Vietnam. It's the Golden Triangle. It's where all the heroin comes out of Southeast Asia. Oh, right. And um, there's all these benches along the river, and it's like kindly provided by the DEA <laughs> just like what the fuck because right. they try and Jeez. pump money into that area to get on everyone's good sides and hey, like thanks DEA you know so they can kind of have a, a presence there that works I bet it's ironically paid that, for by drug money yeah has that got anything to do with the golden crest uh, no it's just a golden triangle it's just a, it's where a, a rivers rivers all meet and make this triangle point between three really? countries and it's just 
I think it's golden because it's heroin, maybe. Golden mm. brown. Golden brown. What did you, what did you have on, um, Makes sense. on that? I, I got a little bit on that, so we'll leave A little bit be Christ. Break, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, we'll, I've um, already set off of that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, uh, we'll head to a break. We'll see you in a bit. Dyer from Dyer's Doors, Windows and Conservatories. At the moment, we got a 25% offer on all double, single, glazed windows if ordered before the end of the week. Give me a call. Monke. Hello, Johnny. How are you today? Oh, I make us a brew. I'm parched. Here you go, Johnny. Cheers, Monke. It's the new ultra-smooth blend from Bizra's Tea Farm in Cornwall. It really <laughs> hits the spot. Monkey, I can't feel me arms. Johnny, whatever is the matter? I can't feel me arms, Monkey. <coughs> Indeed. Bizra Extra Smooth Blend. It's so tasty, it'll kill you. Die again. Forgot to give you my number. Uh, 0292-735-497 Cheers now And welcome back uh, We're here on the Steecast talking about 9-11 The big daddy of the conspiracy world um, So Tom, you were going to take it away with something on uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do a bit of a bit of a backstory On the, the big boss man Bin Laden uh, There was a news article in The Independent From... Monday, the 6th of December, 1993, and the headline reads, Anti-Soviet warrior puts his army on the road to peace. And underneath it's got a lovely picture of Bin Laden with a big smiley face. And uh, the article, uh, it goes on to explain how Bin Laden was victorious in the US-backed war with Russia. He flew his men down to Sudan to help with public and community work projects. And uh, he was crazily, crazily accused of setting up training camps in Sudan. Uh, I thought that was interesting, and it was, it was probably the last time the Western media kind of portrayed him in a positive light. They were like, oh, he's a wise old man that lives yeah. in the mountains, and, and uh, <laughs> it, it, public consensus has changed after that, you know? Oh, yeah. When they modelled off all those training camps and stuff, when they modelled off the ancient Hashashin, like those mountain training camps for the you know infant not the infidels. What do you call what do they call them? The, what do they call the like a religious warrior? Jihad. Jihadis. Jihadists. Jihadis? Yeah. Something like that. Sorry, continue. I was fucking just going off. No, no, I don't know, but I haven't got any any more on that. Um, I just read a book on assassination once, the history of assassination, <laughs> all the way back to like Julius Caesar and before. That's and cool. um, in the, the original assassins, the Hashashin. Um it was Cleopatra in that book numerous times. Um no, I don't think she was. Didn't she kill like, Ghul, like. half of her husband? Yeah, but that, I don't know. That's I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I don't think it was in the book. It was more like the, the Arabian stuff and then uh, the Western okay. stuff and CIA and all That's that shit. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, tidbit of info. Bin Laden, a.k.a. Tim Osman, was educated at Oxford University in 1971. Christ. That fried me. What did he study? He was doing a language. Yeah. Doing, uh, doing the old lingo in 1971 in Oxford. Uh, he, he was, was giving preparing for all those videos he was going to send to America all exactly. those days later. <laughs> Death to America! Even though he'd done them all in his native language. Yeah. Yeah, but he'd done it I so his others him. could understand him. So I just wear the sunglasses? <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> wearing them? <laughs> what is it? It, don't blame me, it was the chicken. 
Drift to America. He was given the alias uh, Tim Osman by the CIA during the time that he was spent touring mi- uh, military facilities in the US in search of political support and armaments. Uh, he was given demonstrations of the latest equipment at the time and is said that he even visited the White House. Uh, during December 1979, so this is a couple of years, maybe uh, it'd be a couple of years after uh, Oxford, but, but eight years, uh, to February 1989 uh, came the Soviet-Afghan War. This is when the CIA picked up Bin Laden as an asset to fight against the Soviet invaders into Afghan. So that's kind of where, where the old thing kind of started, I imagine. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a quote here from... The ISI Director General and VT Editor Lieutenant, Lieutenant General Hamid Gul 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 With the active encouragement of the CIA and Pakistan's ISA, which is the Inter Services Intelligence, uh, who wanted to turn the Afghan jihadi war into a global war waged by all Muslim states against the Soviet Union. Some 35,000 Muslim radicals from 40 Islamic countries joined Afghanistan's fight between 1982 and 1992. Eventually, more than 100,000 foreign Muslim radicals were directly influenced by the Afghan jihad. at that time, the jihad had the support of the US and Saudi Arabia, and it was apparently, this is a little bit conspiratorial, but it was apparently being uh, funded by the drug trade branded the Golden Crest. So basically, the US was back in. The- so is this when the people make offhand comments that the CIA originally trained Al-Qaeda? Is that kind of where it's... That's what, yeah, that's what they yeah. say, don't they? Yeah, but... Um, they did, they, they were supplying uh, armaments and things, but... Bin Laden already had his warriors. They were already fighting this this fight. But then they were backed by the US because the US doesn't like Russia. Uh, the it's US... kind of like a, an excuse as well for the American government, really. But if, they, if they need a scapegoat in future, this a ready-made one right in front of them. Yeah, yeah. Basically. With all the weapons and the, the military uh, know It's just a wars of thought now, isn't it? They're all proxy wars. And not all of them, but a lot of them. Yeah. Between superpowers, like, using, uh, like the Syria thing with the last couple of years been a similar <laughs> similar situation they got the um oh they, they, they were funded in all the different sides yeah different different sides back in different parts of the conflict and you know i could go to several examples of that but mm. it's is the iran war that's coming up now isn't it? do you reckon that's gonna happen this year yeah especially if trump is a uh, it remains in power i'm great friends with iran great people uh, the US aided the jihad by supplying them with weapons and the CIA and Pentagon uh, supplied them with specialists who would help them plan out COVID operations. After the attacks on 9-11, Bin Laden released an official statement on the Arab press and on separate occasions he claimed he had no part in the terrorist attacks and on the fourth statement went on to say, I have already said I'm not involved. As a Muslim, I try my best not to tell a lie. I had no knowledge, nor do I consider the killing of innocent women, children or other humans to be an appreciable act. Uh, there's a book, Osama bin Laden, Dead or Alive, uh, the political, analy- <laughs> political analyst David Ray Griffiths states that he died of kidney failure on December the 13th, 2001. In a tape released by bin Laden, he looks uh, really gaunt and pale. But on the day that he died, the American military discovered a tape that was uh, hidden in private in his home in Afghanistan 
They released the tape of Bin Laden contradicting the denial of his involvement in the terror attacks. Uh, there were numerous differences in his features, as well as Bin Laden writing with his right hand, whereas previously he was yeah. supposed to be left. I remember all this now. <laughs> Uh, Fatty Bin Laden, as this guy was dubbed, the, the new Bin Laden, was found to be an auto mechanic from Israel. Wow. What oh, wait, po- this I didn't know. That's fascinating. What a poor guy. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jesus. shit, you look like Bin Laden. It's, like, it's just like this American just randomly brings his car into, uh, into his garage <laughs> one day to get repaired. And he's just like, shit, you minute. look like Bin Laden. Get the Pentagon. It's just like, you know. <laughs> get me uh, the Pentagon. <laughs> Uh, that's pretty much it, though. I mean, he was he was he was uh, educated in Oxford. It's, it's like with the ties that his brother had to the uh, Bush administration as well. It's just very coincidental that we're all tied together. Yeah. To me. Isn't yeah. there something about the Bin Laden family being flown out of America after the um, 9/11 attacks happened? And some of them, really? were, yeah, some of them were over there, and they had a private jet out suspiciously after the attack I, I am, again I'll have to come back with actual facts on that because I've just brought something up randomly with no grounding <laughs> so, you enjoying them crisps and you rustled all the way through that monologue <laughs> America took no time to start the war in Iraq though as soon as it happened they were like oh yeah drop the fucking bomb well that's what the project for the new American century kind of says is that they need a a cataclysmic event that will justify their NWO yeah you know their their destabilisation of the Middle East and all the rest of it start a war is that to do with they're going to systematically target uh, Middle Eastern countries so that it'll eventually surround Russia Um, I don't know if it goes as far as Russia maybe it does I can't say I've read it I've just only it's been brought up by David Icke a few times um, it was basically like the people that surrounded Bush or put him in power like Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld and some other guy and a bunch of other people and basically it was like their big plan for America going into the new century or the, so or the where they wanted a point yeah where, where, where's our global conflicts you know where's our interests and stuff like and we brought this up before in one of the, the original cast I think it was the second episode um, the David Icke one mm. and it was like most of the countries that they had set out to interfere with in some way shape or form have been interfered with the only ones that still haven't really been uh seriously interfered with by america are china and north korea i think i remember you making some comment of like yeah. good, good luck with china yeah right <laughs> yeah but yeah all the, like the middle eastern ones have all been uh dominoed one after the other israel's still going strong right yeah. They just they just want to go in and destabilize that country's system to come in and be the white knight, mm. while at the same time benefiting off everything that country has to offer, namely oil. In a lot of cases, I said a lot of these places end up uh, worse off than they were. Like Iraq's just been yeah. lawless for fucking about a decade. Yeah, crazy. It's, it's giant protests going over right now. There were people that's... after who Saddam Hussein was uh, was killed. People were clamoring for him back because there was so much like. No, there's no law out there now. Everyone's taking it into their own hands, and it's just a far worse place. And you just think, Christ, was was Saddam Hussein actually keeping everything in check by being a massive bastard? Yeah, you Is know, the lesser of said two to be the same, yeah. with, uh, same with Gadda- Gadda- Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> said to be the same with him. Yeah. At the yeah, start, yeah. he was meant Gaddafi. to be a really good leader, but it's, it's history yeah. says it's, that he he's patchy. Isn't it? And the same with the West's alliance with him. A lot of people yeah. stood by him, and then they eventually turned against yeah, him. Yeah, interview yeah. with the BBC. I remember that he came over to the UK and done with the BBC. 
What was his involvement with the lock of you? I mean, that was someone from Syria, wasn't it? I can't remember. Not Syria. Uh, Holy Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Get out. Not Syria. Where the fuck country is he from? That was impressive, man. What country, what country is Gaddafi? Uh, he is... Fuck. Uh, total brain fart on yeah, it. Yeah, total. My, my mind's gone. Um... <laughs> Well, Tripoli is a cap. Like that <laughs> We're totally melt, total meltdown here. Oh. What what country did Gaddafi lead? Libya. 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 Fucking Christ. This is the Stikas. He looks uh, a bit like a Wonder Woman in that picture. Tripoli. <laughs> Didn't Beyonce perform for his son once, and then she was like airlifted out. They paid her like stupid money to fly into Libya and perform a concert. Christ. Really. Jeez. Then he got, he got, he's one of the first to go, wasn't he, son? In the, when they all turned on him. Okay. But yeah, with the, with the Saddam Hussein thing, I remember watching this Vice documentary on them, uh, the police in Iraq. And like, if you were a police officer in Iraq, it was just like such a high chance of you being killed by all these like insurgent groups that are vying for control after the, you know, the fall of yeah. Saddam Hussein. It's just like, pfft. but then again, who the fuck are the police working for? And it's just like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like Gotham, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was literally just thinking that. Who owns the police? <laughs> uh, I am the police. No, no. Um, I am the law. So going on uh, with nine eleven now. Let me pose a question to you three. How did nineteen men manage to take control of four planes armed with crude box cutters? Uh, uh, what do you think? See, no, this was a question that. That frustrated me for so long, and maybe I've been swayed by a bit of propaganda. But you know, on the boys, there's nothing proper about your propaganda yeah. on the boys where <laughs> they got the plane, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going up to save the plane. And seeing it in action is fucking it, it was a bit like it made you realize if you were in that situation, would you be able to defend yourself? Yeah, like, there's no military or security on flights, is it? It's just a bunch no, of there's uh, really air smoking hot. Uh, in America, yeah, they are air marshals. Uh, That's true. You say, they, you say they are air marshals. They're usually air marshals. Yeah, you say. usually. If I would get asked to give me a percentage of how many flights yeah. in America yeah. it's like have when, air marshals on, what see, would you say? When they see those notices on the train, Saying uh, they're random ticket checks. Yeah. <laughs> when you ever see a ticket inspector. But they're, they're apparently there was 80%. a percentage. 80, you 80. I'm going to go 80. I'm going to say about 50% or less. 35. You were closest. It's 1%. 1% no. chance of yeah. seeing an airman. Well, it is, though. Think how many flights are happening in the world now. Like, I'm just in the USA. Fuck the yeah, USA. Just got one dude on the plane just to keep everything kosher. He's yeah. got a gun, though. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's that? Well, like I'm if, assuming if, then there was if a guy runs up to him, he's running on a plane. A guy like comes a up really to me. Shallow thing with a with a wheel in oh, yeah, a box. That's what I mean. Like it's, it's not going to cost much considering the military spending to put one person on every plane with a gun to defend yeah. against. I'm the, assuming there was no air marshals on any either nope. all the four. There was none whatsoever on anyone. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. If you've got four men or five on some. Um, with Stanley knives, or box cutters as they call them in America. Um, well, can I just say that, that's what that's what they're referring to with their box cutter? I believe so. Stanley knife. So, so um, I, I said crude box cutter because they were self-made. 
Ah. They basically they were they were encased in plastic and then put between the foam in their case to take right. on board with them, um, so they weren't detected by anything other going through the checks. Working working in my line of work, which I can't mention because I'm under impeachment of a contract I've signed. Um, but uh, my line of work, uh, a box cutter is basically like, like a standing knife kind yeah. of thing. Like but they also they also are um, a more like weird shaped kind of you um, click knife. Forward, don't you? Yeah. yeah, there's one of them as well that, that is used. That's for heavy box cutting off, like heavy heavy harsh box, box cutting. cutting but, uh, harsh box cutting. Yeah, I can't mention like a circular saw. Uh, I recently signed a contract um, saying that I couldn't talk about uh, my line of work in any form of social media or. Um, and so you shouldn't. So yeah, so that's, that's all I can say. Unfortunately, did it include podcasts? Then did include podcasts, any form of internet-based media <laughs> or um, online life. So uh, that's all I can say. Unfortunately, moving on. So say so, yeah, you've got two pilots, uh, and they're all ge- busy gearing up the plane and doing all the complicated shit the pilots do. You got three smoking hot girls and one flamboyant homosexual. <laughs> that's your average. That's your average cabin crew. Honey, because it's true. <laughs> 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 so you get four terrifying fucking Saudis just shouting fucking Allah Akbar waving fucking standing lines around yeah I can they, totally see how they took over those, those, those Saudis they prepared mentally prepared to die yeah well that's it this, oh, yeah. you know then it's fucking serious business don't you and it's like back in those days they didn't have the cockpit locks or anything like that you know nowadays you can't they did have locks yeah but it's, they it's yeah, they what's, the, what's the thing they brought in since that guy oh, crashed that plane I know what you mean um one person can't be in there at one time or some shit. Yeah. But no, it, yeah, it was the 9-11 locks that they brought in that caused him to be able to fly that plane into the mountain without the captain being able to get back in. Yeah, because originally... Because they could be locked the, from the inside. The doors pre-9-11 on airplanes were... They were made to be kicked down in case of emergencies. And they were completely reinforced. Also, they, they were only needed to be locked on takeoff and landing. During, mm-hmm. during the flight, the captain would come out and you'd sometimes talk to the passengers I never it. fucking yes. got to do I'd love to have done that like when you you yeah. know like, I do people take on flights and they go oh, I went and sat in the cockpit and yeah. I'm a goose and I'd just be like you'd never be able to like if you remember the Foo Fighters video for Learn to Fly <laughs> he takes her into the cockpit that was released in 99 <laughs> by the way so yeah that's uh, but yeah so yeah I mean you could literally just boot that fucking door through yeah. I don't know what they did with the pilots it would take a bit of force to do it but you, it is more than possible to, to do it but there's I got. I do have a timeline of events. I'm not going to go through the entire timeline because it's huge. To wrap it up, though, I think it's easy uh, to say, "Oh, if I was in our situation, I'd, I'd fight them and take oh, them down." Yeah, but they did. Nin- uh, 1993, everyone fucking bum rushed the door, overpowered them all. They locked really? themselves. It was in a the vote. Cockpit. A vote by the passengers, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. To to do it, and there was because where was that head in that place? That was one was. Was it? I don't know. Washington. It was like a. It was like speculation as to where it was going, like capital city. Because Bush wasn't in the White House at the time. No, he was in fucking primary school. In there. <laughs> no, he was well. He was jetted out of there. So I just mentioned that out. actually. Um, at the time, uh, at the time, George Bush was um, the Emma E. Booker Elementary School uh, where he was meeting staff and students um, to talk about educational reform, and he was reading a book to the children, which was called The Pet Goat. <laughs> And there's actually a very famous image, um, <laughs> which I am showing you on my mobile telephone. Yeah, there. I remember this. Um, oh, yeah. For the benefit of the, the, the Secret Service members. And I've been being whispered um, in the year, and I believe he was whispered that um, the first plane he was told a first plane had hit, but he was told it was just a small propeller plane. Uh, um, to my knowledge, um, like which is completely, yeah, you know. it's a bit weird, eh? Uh, dumbed down. But then uh, later on, uh, as he was heavily reading the story, he was told... Um, a second plane had hit and that's where you can see his facial expressions kind of changing uh, yeah. people kind of knew there was something going on then 
and he was looking very mm. disorientated. I think they, they did clips of it and everything. Some, somehow it was all it was all recorded and stuff of him of him being there. If but, it uh, was orchestrated, do you think that the the people orchestrating it would let people in power and public figures such as Bush know about it? It's, a lot of people speculated about that. that. Some people think George Bush knew absolutely nothing about yeah. it whatsoever. That, um, that that, I think that is believable. It is believable to, to think that. Um, and I, that video you were on about, because um, um, I remember talking to someone about this before, and George Bush's face was visibly kind of, oh, you know, it's sort of like a drop yeah, in, yeah, 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 yeah. in colour and, you know, expression. So you think, like, oh, unless that's the the look of guilt, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I, it, it, there's a good chance that it was people who were, in power around him rather than yeah. him himself yeah. he was just trying to figure out where an airplane was <laughs> yeah <laughs> aeroplanes uh. I mean I think he continued reading his story for a while as I say after the, after he was told about the first one I'm pretty sure he continued reading the story he was flown out um, I can't remember where but they, they didn't go straight to the White House obviously they went to an airbase um, somewhere but yeah it was yeah they probably assumed the White House yeah be in the exactly if yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. targeting especially if the Pentagon they're fit. flying a plane mm. on the White House <laughs> but yeah they overpowered them and then like, you know, I know it'll come to this on your timeline but we can just skip over it then <laughs> <laughs> but they they bum rushed the door and stuff to the point where they there's, there's a simulation online on YouTube um, someone's used a flight sim software to completely recreate the flight path of oh, yeah. United 93 um, condensed to like a 15 minute video rather than like a, however long it was in the sky but um, in the end they, they were all locked in the cockpit the hijackers and they were like fucking pointing the nose up and down on the to plane violently yeah. just throwing everyone down the plane like yeah. you know like you know, the start of Batman with Bane in it yeah. which one which was that they're all just like <laughs> upside down in the those. plane yeah. and in the end they just gave up and they were like yeah eventually they're going to get through this door so they just crashed the plane and killed everybody mm. it's mad they're just like yep fuck this you know and there's a cockpit recording as well which is not nice but you know it gives it a realism gives, gives you like it takes you you can tell what's going on and stuff that's uh, that's that's mental man it's mad they, like, they turn the entire plane upside down in the sky and it just falls straight, just oh, yeah. like, you can fuck. see it like zigzagging yeah like, they, they, they go in they Pulling like the thing up so it goes up like a couple of thousand feet like really quickly and everyone falls back down the plane and then they're doing it down so basically just trying to throw everyone on the plane and kill them essentially yeah you imagine well, quite a few people died probably in that probably or seriously injured like, yeah and broken yeah. fucking neck or something yeah. and then I don't know what decision they made but they just fucking flipped it over backwards and it just bombed upside down into the earth and that's where it mm. fell in that field of gold. So you said as well that there were four planes on 9-11, was it? Yeah, so yeah. three of them hit and that one that fell one, out of the sky. Did they have the tra like trajectory of where it was kind of headed? The Didn't they shoot one out of the sky or they thought about shooting it out of the sky? That was in 1993, wasn't it? Yeah. They were prepared to shoot it down yeah. despite the civilian cost, mm. but they never had to in the end, I think. No. I could be wrong. Yeah, I think you are right in saying that. They, I do have um, where all the flights went from. I remember writing that down. I'm just wondering what the target was for the fourth plane. Well, two two went out of New York. Was it LaGuardia? Is it the main one? What the fuck's the main one in JFK? What the fuck's the main one in New York? But yeah, they JFK, literally man. they literally came out of the fucking airport, turned left, and flew it into the tower. <laughs> you know, it's just like they had the easy job. Oh, so it wasn't like uh, into 
Quantum fucking no, I don't think so. They were really close to New York. I so, think. Am um, I right? Or am I confusing it with a Sally so flight? The first one. I'll, I'll go through the timeline. So yeah, go on. Yeah, Sorry. So, um, so flight eleven departed from Boston's Logan International Airport, bound for LA. Um, on board that are eleven crew members, eighty-one passengers, and five hijackers. Um, then United Airlines flight one. This is so that was a ten to no, that was at eight a.m. in the morning American time. I was the Eastern. Um, 8.14 then United Airlines flight 175 takes off from Boston headed for LA aboard nine crew members 56 passengers and five hijackers um, so, so was it the Boston planes that headed for they, New York they, yeah they were the ones that headed for New York oh, sorry I was mixing it up with the um, Boston is pretty close to New York anyway so they yeah. didn't have far to go no um, yeah flight, not on a good plane scale anyway yeah flight 11 which I believe that's the one that hit the Pentagon isn't it yeah flight no no, that was the first one. That was the one that hit the first tower, Flight 11. Um, so they done their final routine communication with air traffic control. 16, la- 16 seconds later, controllers instruct the pilot to increase the plane's altitude. However, there is no response. All subsequent messages are unanswered. Investigators believe that's when the plane was hijacked. So not long after takeoff, they reckon that that was hijacked, which kind of makes sense because if it was bound for LA, it was going south. Yeah. Um, but once it's up southwest and all the hard bits been done and they just level it's kind of like oh now's the time to yeah. do it you know so yeah exactly middle of the scent like everyone's wrestling over the controls yeah that was a <laughs> that was a quarter past eight as well so the same time the other plane took off um then at 20 past the flight attendant on flight 11 um alerts american airlines that the plane's been hijacked um, yes yeah, so he grabbed the fucking he had him on the thing didn't he so yeah. fair play to him Probably um, one of the last things he ever did, I would imagine. But he fucking knew. So then at 20 past eight, then um, flight 77, which is the one that hit the Pentagon, I think. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting so confused with numbers. And yeah, it is the one that hit the Pentagon. Um, departs from Delhi's International Airport near Washington, D.C., which is also bound for L.A. Um, and that was carrying six crew members and 58 passengers and five hijackers. Um, before boarding, three of the terrorists had set off the metal detectors when going through security, but all passed subsequent inspections. <sighs> That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Know. Well, people set off metal detectors all the time, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it, it's fucking... I sucks. remember coming home from... I come home and going to one of the other two, Tenerife, with my family when I was younger, <laughs> and um, someone had... Uh, well, I say someone, it was my grandpa, had a pocket knife in, uh, in a bag. <laughs> he didn't realise. He meant to put it in his suitcase, and um, it was it was a Swiss Army. You know the little ones you get? Yeah, yeah. And... Um, me, him, and a group of other men were lined up by the security and, oh, and basically going like, "Who's this? Who is this?" My grandpa didn't own up to it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking dobbed him in, now. And uh, yeah, so that was oh god, how many years ago was that? Christ, that was I was only like thirteen, fourteen at the time. <laughs> Quite scary, man. But yeah, um, yeah, where was I? You know those two planes that were due to hit the towers. Uh, what they did hit the towers. Yeah. Um, Seth MacFarlane was supposed to be on one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That story. He missed his flight. Yeah, he missed the flight because he was hungover. Michael Jackson was also meant to be in the World Trade Center that day as well. He had an appointment. <laughs> he was the true <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. It's a film as well. Really, really terrible film. Robert Pattinson film. Um, it's like a teen rom com thing, thing set in New York. And. Um, you know, in the end, you're like, is he going to get a girl? Is he going to get a girl? Um, who knows what's going to happen? And his stepdad is Pierce Brosnan, who's a cunt. But he goes to meet Pierce Brosnan in his office. This is how the film ends, spoiler alert. He gets to the office 
at a very 9-11 based time that's supposed to make you go hang on a minute and then it pans out because Pierce Brosnan's late so Robert Pattinson's standing in his stepdad's office thinking like alright where the fuck is he and it pans out <laughs> wide shot he's in the World Trade Centre minutes before the plane hits and then there's like this slow motion montage like everyone realises that Robert Pattinson's in the then he's just yeah. been obliterated <laughs> then the film ends so they build up the story yeah completely oh, unrated do you know like from Dusk Till Dawn just goes oh shit vampires yeah. it's like that it's like oh it's just this fucking two hour rom-com and then oh wait he's dead but, but it, the the um, <laughs> the point is to show the impact that 9-11 had on everyday New York just normal life but it just comes from nowhere man wow. literally well it would have wouldn't it but like it was just like what is the point in this film literally <laughs> so Sorry. That's all right. Um, we, we do have... Um, so I'm not... Like I said, I'm not going to go through everything in the timeline because it's massive. But you do get, like... Um, so air traffic controllers of Boston did alert the US military at 29. And they were like, everyone's on training. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an exercise. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, well that's it. Didn't, didn't they that. originally confuse it as part of the exercise? Uh, mm. Possible, yeah. They were um, like, scramble jets now. Oh, we've already so, scrambled them. They're like, no, this is genuine. And they're like... They really? did. They did scramble two jets like minutes later. Um, to too fucking late, pal. They departed from Otis Air National Base in Cape Cod, headed to New York. Did it take them half hour to get there? Though? Yeah, they were. Too, it was too late by the time that they came around. But there was a um, video um, I watched the other day with uh, Commissioner Royal Gordon Kin Kinsey. Commissioner uh, Gordon is huh? she's speaking to the uh, the Air Force uh, naval fella. And uh, they, they reckon that the war games they were participating at the time actually helped with response time to the 9-11. Hmm. I don't believe I don't that for just, a second. Just checking that in. No, the, 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 she's uh, talking to Rumsfeld, actually. Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld and the... Uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Well, I can't hear that planes were already in the air, so we just, as soon as we found out, we sent them on over. <laughs> Makes yeah, perfect sense. Much. But with the first plane, they all thought it was an accident, didn't they? <laughs> Like I, don't, I think it's very difficult to get footage of the first plane. You can't get it, but like yeah. it's, it's very bad. And like from that point, all cameras were then on the World Trade Center. Mm. And there was like, if you watch like news feeds and stuff, which are still mostly online, um, you can find them. And they're literally just talking to it about like a plane has hit the World Trade Center. Yeah, there's no mention of it's terrorism. Only, or um, it's like sort of crude phone footage at the time, and like people who were essentially filming something and it happened in the background yeah have you seen the ones of those kids yeah. drinking yeah in yeah. a fucking apartment yeah and then they're just like ah! <laughs> yeah. it's not funny well it is funny but like it's just like they're just can't you just sit in there like and then this fucking plane <laughs> is like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> they're just like screaming like a lot of people think that the one of them's like slagging off a mother as well it's yeah. like my mother doesn't know I'm drinking <laughs> <laughs> and then like oh you videos being shared like yeah. 400 million times now there's, um, <laughs> a lot of people that think I say a lot there's people that believe that the passenger planes didn't hit the towers and they were actual, actually jets that hit the towers what do you mean jets as in, as in military jets I've oh, okay. got something on this but it leans heavily into conspiracy shit mm, yeah it. that's that's what I mean it's, well, like people have said there were holograms well, and stuff uh, no, but I mean that could be a Didn't good that happen? Yeah. Sure people yeah, people, I've, I've read that one as well. People think it's hot. I, I don't believe in that one. And the people say that the foot footage has been doctored as well to show a plane hitting it and blowing up. Or people believe that there was a bomb on the on top of the or in the building right. rather than a plane, which that's possible, I guess. But then uh, it's it's the whole thing of, and this is something that I could never understand with. Uh, 
the planes crashing into the the towers because they said that it came out the other side. You see, it goes in one and then comes out the other in yeah. the footage. That plane would have crumpled as soon as it hit the building. It's folded in. It, it, yeah, it would. It would, obviously it would have penetrated it somewhat, but it wouldn't have gone all the way through. No way. Like windows would have been probably blown out the other end, mm-hmm. but I, I couldn't see it just like going straight through it. It didn't, did it? It did. Did it? So you, there's a video hitting the, the second tower and it kind of hits one side and then you see it coming out the other end. Okay. And I'm not too sure on the structural integrity of a, of a plane or, or the towers, really, but the actually nose, the towers are shit. Put, put it this way. If a, if a bird is in the way of an airplane <coughs> flying, a, a jet, um, a passenger jet flying, and it hits directly on the nose, the nose will crumple in on itself. That's from a bird. Hmm. What about a surface to air UK missile <laughs> fired by Ukrainian rebels? <laughs> <laughs> it's down, son. <laughs> but uh, the, yeah, the, the crazy conspiracy was um, the you know the phone calls from the passengers to yeah, the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all pre-recorded, and the CIA agents actually had the passengers in the uh, I mean, in a warehouse. And after they rec- uh, recorded the messages, they just shot them. I kind of thought about this before myself because uh, can you get phone signal at certain altitudes? No, you can't. Well, well you're supposed to get fucking. I got a Vodafone at thirty three thousand feet. I'm in the fucking lower stratosphere, and I've got phone. I got four G boys. Well, if you think about it, the world it, it flew into. It didn't fly into the very top of the world trade center. It flew into the sort of mid top. Oh yeah, it was. It was not a cruising so altitude. No, by it was that, a, by that dangerously log- low to crash into a building. Yeah, so by but, that logic, then any floors above where the plane crashed or where the plane crashed, if you had a mobile phone, didn't network. have signal. What? That's fair logic. No, so if, but when they're in in mid-flight, pre-flight, in in the sky, yeah, flying it, flying around yeah. with the plane. Surely there's not. Yeah, but they surely would, you can't get planes, uh, phone signal, plane signal. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like what I'm saying is they pla- they crashed into the mid mid top of the trade centers, right? Mm-hmm. So they were flying like you know in that all the way in that distance, unless they literally came down, went like up that. and down, yeah. But if they were flying like that. Like sort of flat, going straight to it. Yeah. Then that means that they would have been mobile signal. Because, That's true. You know, because people in the World Trade Center would have had mobile signal if they were on the top floor. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Unless they didn't at that time, I, you know, I could be completely wrong. Have you heard the the phone calls? No, I've never heard yeah, them. I've Pretty heard fucking them. harrowing. Like, there's um, well, obviously I watched a conspiracy video on it, and there are some discrepancies that make you like, you know, like there's a weird whispering from a couple of the people, but. Uh, other than that, there's not much background noise and stuff. Hmm. Things, I don't know. You, yeah. You'd expect more people screaming. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And crying. Yeah, and things exactly. things like that. I don't believe that that's what happened. I, I, I think it, it actually, you know, the, the people on the plane and the fucking crashed, like, personally. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this time, like, when I was reading this time, I knew it's, it is, it is mental. Um, just, everything that's gone on like the uh what was it so uh 20 to 10 uh dick cheney is evacuated to the presidential emergency operating center which is located under the white house so mm. cheney went under it so i like they, they could have been headed into the white house in that the 1993 that could have gone there um and oh just just before prior to that 905 what gara said about bush reading the best book to school children fact, go um, did they say it was yeah, <laughs> something like that. Call that. A fat yeah. goat. Pet goat, when I said. Oh, right. What time did... Yeah, the pet goat it was called. 
Petus, Petus, Gotus, Petus. Is it by, am I saying this right? Siegfried Zig Engelmann. <laughs> Siegfried. It, and it's called The Pet Goat. That's what he's reading to him. Christ. Sounds like a heavy novel of dense, of, of sex and death and man and God. Uh, it's just, it actually tells the story of a girl's pet goat. Um, <laughs> and it says, uh, the goat's uh, future is uncertain because it eats everything. Uh, but after it foils a robbery, Sounds uh, a bit like you. the intruder, the girl's parents allow it to stay. So basically, the, the, goat, is, the goat becomes more or less a guard dog and, and earns respect within the family. And obviously then it ends up staying and everyone loves the goat, etc. Goats are fantastic. So it's quite a good story, actually. Yeah. Important yeah. details from 9-11. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> a good story. Um, I mean, you know, a lot, of, a lot of 9-11 podcasts, conspiracy videos, all the yeah. media available on it. I've probably covered a lot of stuff we've already covered. I don't know how many you've covered the content of that book. <laughs> no. Goat, oh. I don't know. Um, oh. Just backtrack on myself as well just to when the first plane hit you know I said about they, they scrambled two jets mm-hmm. 40 seconds later the first plane hit <laughs> so, so they yeah. scrambled the jets before yeah uh, before before well yeah because they were told the air stewardess met uh, oh, the was the yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then they were, and then 40 seconds later it hit you the know mort. your flight patterns well <laughs> <laughs> yes ah, um, yes yeah and it was 40 seconds later that uh, the first plane hit and then when George was reading his book, that's when they were told that the Pet second minute hit. Um, <laughs> You're killing me, son. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, and then they grounded all planes, and yeah, everyone kind of knows the story after that with the timeline. Jesus. Hi. Um, yes. So, in terms of the searches that they carried out with, you know, on passengers pre-9-11, got into it. So they said... Um, that the system the system worked the way it was intended according to all available evidence for three decades it has been preoccupied with looking for guns and explosives rather than for dangerous people that security experts and aviation professionals say was its vulnerability the so terrorists its vulnerability was not profiling yeah basically the terrorists did not breach the nation's airport security system they slipped through its loopholes and I'm going to loop this back to what we are on about with P-TECH Basically, they managed to find loopholes in the security. And how do you think they would have known about loopholes in... They a, had the contract. A, well, yeah, they had the FAA. They had the mm. entire book they could look through to, <laughs> to see how to get past, you know, whatever. Um, Christ, I'm setting a bomb, you. <laughs> Listeners, please evacuate wherever you are immediately. So on this was, this was on May 7th, 2001. Um, Brian Sullivan, a former FAA, FAA special agent at Logan International Airport in Boston, expressed his concerns in a letter to Senator John F. Kerry. What protection is there against a rogue terrorist? And with the concept of jihad, do you think it would be difficult for a determined terrorist to get on a plane and destroy himself and all other passengers? With our current screening system, this is more than possible, almost likely. Christ. And that was With it. the concept of jihad... What does a jihad have to do with that? Though? I mean, I guess is if you don't have to get off the plane. That's so specific. You on it. If you get on it there with is, the purpose yeah. of destroying everything, you don't have. I'm not worried about getting out afterwards. You know what I mean? Is that what you're saying? I think. Well, yeah, it's, he's basically saying um, <clears throat> someone could cause 9/11. Yeah. Before yeah, 9/11 yeah, yeah. happens. So yeah. in, like when you see terrorists before that, they're more like storm the like you again guns and ammo. You yeah. storm the plane. And you take it over for a purpose of like, right, we want this much money off this yeah. person. So they got to think logistically of keeping well, like hostages. Yeah, yeah. Um, fucking situation. Um, yeah exactly. Um, O'Connor. 
<laughs> like, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they got to keep that plane running. They got to have the expertise to do that. They got to keep everyone in the control. They got to land it somewhere, you know, or hijack it and take it somewhere. So yeah, with the when they when they when it becomes a jihadi or suicide, then it's like none of that shit matters. They, as long as they can take over the flight with a fucking knife or some shit, that's it. They're in control. That's the end of it. Yeah, um, the the letter was passed on um, to the investigative agency, and they were examining it just examining it they went, didn't take it face value or whatever from an expert but whatever. oh my god it's even got a watermark we were going backtrack slightly back to the cockpit thing we were on about um, I've got a couple of exa- exa- previous examples of people getting into the cockpit and how easy it was um, and it was only until 9-11 um, because it happened to America that things changed um, so in August 2000, when passed trying to bring to the cockpit of Southwest Airlines from LA to Salt, City, Salt Lake City, rather, um, was fatally beaten by others on board. Nice. Fatally bre- beaten. beaten. Yeah, none of the passengers were charged with anything either. Is it, um, as in, they, they beat him to death? Him. Beat him yeah, to death. Yeah, 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 basically, yeah, basically killed him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, he was yeah. trying to break into the cockpit. Why? Um, why Why did they beat him? Oh, why did they? Why, why was he trying to break into they the cockpit? They didn't car? say. Um, in March 2000, a man burst into the co- cockpit of a flight from Tenerife, Spain to Berlin and tried, and tried to crash the plane before the crew wrestled the controls away from him. Shit. Um, oh, was that like, um, was that, was he a dis- I've seen a, a very story where there was a disgruntled employee who was fired. I don't, I don't know the details And then they give him like a lift home or something and on a plane <laughs> and he just tried to kill everyone. Jeez. Yeah. Um, the same month, a passenger on an Alaska Airlines flight uh, from Porto Vallarta Val- 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 to San Francisco broke through the cockpit door and attacked the pilots before passengers pounced on the attacker. Great. Surprise. Um, and in 1999, a Japanese passenger pulled an eight-inch knife on a flight attendant on the upper deck of a all-Nippon all Nippon Airways Boeing 747 jumbo jet before storming the cockpit. The hijacker locked the co-pilot out of the cockpit and ordered the pilot to... St- to steer towards the U.S. military bases, Yukata uh, uh, Air Base in Western Tokyo. When the pilot refused, the hijacker stabbed him in the neck and seized controls. The incident ended when the co-pilot, another all-Nippon uh, pilot traveling in the cabin, kicked down the cockpit door and subdued the, the hijacker. That was a mouthful. That was sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's a pretty pretty nasty one. And then a British Airways one in December. Uh, in a December, I can't remember what year. I didn't write down. What oh, silly Billy? Um, invaded the cockpit of a jumbo jet traveling from London to Nairobi, causing the plane to plunge more than a thousand feet before the crew subdued the intruder and, and regained control. At the time, British Airways allowed pilots to leave the cockpit door open during the flight, so the curious passengers could peek inside. After the incident, the airline ordered the cockpit doors locked at all times. Yeah, so that doesn't happen anymore. There'll be no full fighter in like no, Paris, no, no, no learn to flies in. Uh, no, it's anymore. not like not like little Johnny's seventh birthday today. He'd like to look inside the cockpit and see what's going yeah. on. Like, no chance, like no yeah. chance. Like, like we said earlier, the pilot would come and talk to the passengers, even like birthdays and stuff. Yeah, stuff you'd like that. You'd mention to the air hostess on the way onto your flight saying, oh, it's my son's birthday. Can you have a look yeah. inside the cockpit? And then the pilot will come out and take him in for a look. Like. Yeah, just just casually reading the newspaper, man. People yeah. going, who's flying the plane? Who's like, yeah, these things basically fly themselves. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. a problem. Yeah. It's a terrible, if the fastened seatbelt sign comes on, I'll go back in and see what the fuss is about. <laughs> Um, so like I said earlier the cockpit doors are designed to be kicked down from either side um, and although they typically have locks they're largely for show and can easily be broken and that was going to Boeing oh Jesus so that was that was pre-9-11 obviously and nowadays they the locks do something I guess some have um, double I think it's uh, one of the Australasian 
um, airlines have double doors, so it's like two locks, so two doors. It's oh, like, like, like an, an A-seal sort of, of thing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can't remember which one that is now. Stealth plus 12, like um, So, yeah, so one commercial pilot with years of flying experience, domestic and international routes, says the former US airlines have offered a few specific instructions regarding how best to counter rush on the cockpit. This has persisted, he said, despite the events of 9-11. So... After that, they still didn't give him any instructions. It says, we call it yo-yo. You're on your own, said the pilot. Oh, Christ. It's literally, that's literally, they, they, they don't tell him to do anything. Like, you'd think that maybe, you know, I wouldn't say have a gun, but like have something in the cockpit. Yeah, that like an axe. Yeah. <laughs> but that could also <laughs> be used by the bad guys. Yeah. Please um, break glass. Quick, we've been hijacked. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you're, you're breaking up. I can't, I can't. He's been hijacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go through a tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's basically. I'm not like I said. I'm not going to go through the entire timeline, uh, but that's essentially what I got on those, uh, like about the hijackers and everything. Again, as well, wasn't the, the it was the passport thing as well with that mm. flight ninety three. Yeah, you know the plane was completely gone. There was no plane. It was in sight yet. Passports. Passports. There. Same happened with Malaysia, though, no. Mm-hmm. Perfectly unsinged and um, yeah, prestiged Le- and, and you know, in, in yeah. better condition than most people's actual passports. Actual passports. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. insane. Now, <laughs> people believe believe that narrative, you know, from the government. You just think like, how can you believe? Maybe they hit the ground because they were in the cockpit. They hit the ground first at such force that the passports were thrown out of the vicinity of the explosion before the explosion took place. They they were such force that the windows smashed and everyone just casually threw their passports out the window. And they wrapped themselves up in flame retardant gear to preserve their (laughs) DNA. Yeah. (laughs) Right, so uh, my next bit on this is um, World Trade Center 7. I know you, Sean, are particularly interested in this part. Um, So we have been... We'll take another quick ad break and okay. we'll be back in a bit. Oi! You! Yeah! You! Over there! Come here! Come over here a minute! Yeah! You're a working man, are you? Eh? Why else would you be wearing a high-vis jacket in a nightclub, eh? Well, hey! Let me tell you! You've been on a graft, haven't you? Hard graft! All week! Or like he's in pencil pushes. You've been working hard. A man's graft. So have a man's drink. Have a lager. Any lager. It don't matter which lager. Just have a lager. Any lager. Generic piss-coloured flavourless lager. It doesn't matter which one you buy. Just buy some. Brought to you by Steecast. Are you sick and tired of waking in the night to find invertebrates infiltrating your face? Do you hate it when you're having a peaceful beachside drink in your dreamscape? Only for it to be crushed by giant roaming slugs? Then buy the latest product from Stegology, the fastest growing arm of Big Pharma since that ferret looking fella was buggered in prison. Apply directly to the brain holes in the front of your face to keep those annoying lettuce munchers at bay. Warning, may cause massive irritation, inflamed nostrils, deformed chakra, curved penis, chronic flatulence, and vital organ failure. Use at your own risk. You're listening to the Steedcast, available on more streaming and listening platforms. You can find us on social media at Steedcast, and we would love to hear your feedback. If there's ever anything you'd like us to discuss in future casts, do not hesitate to get in touch. Thanks for listening.
Hi, welcome back to Steedcast. We're going to jump straight into uh, World Trade Center 7 um, wow. in this part of the cast. And how the hell did that fall down when it nothing hit it yeah. or anything like that, which yeah. is incredibly bizarre, to say the least. It's a very strange one, isn't it? Building 7. It's like there's buildings between the World Trade and Building 7 that were still, yeah. still fine. I don't know if they've taken them down now, man. Probably, possibly. But, like... You know, it's a lot of buildings were damaged. Yeah, because you did get a lot of falling debris. You had these two ginormous skyscrapers yeah. collapse. Yeah, in a centre New York. Yeah. So. Well, the, the, was the, are they the two biggest uh, at the time? Were, I don't know. They were at the time. At the time, that, I, 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 I apologize if, if I'm wrong with that fact, but I believe at the time. I don't yes. matter. You can say whatever well, you want. Yeah. Trump used to tell people the Trump Tower was the tallest building in New York. And it, it wasn't. wasn't. Yeah. There we go. Trump did it. Then. And his gold elevator. Um, so yeah, the. National Institute of Standards and Technology published a video in 2009 detailing how um, the World Trade Center 7 collapsing, uh, collapsed and how there were no traces of explosive used. Falling to, so this is this is the reason they gave and the official narrative that the government backed because okay. NIST, just for short, um, it, they work alongside the government. Right? Of course they do. So, <laughs> so falling debris from the Twin Towers had hit the building and caused fire on the mid to upper levels of the building. Around that time, the same debris had burst a nearby water main, so the sprinklers in the building were no longer functioning. The result was a slow burn for seven hours, with support beams weakened until eventually the building collapsed. Similar explanations have been given for the collapse of the Twin Towers. Uh, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams it'll yes. weaken them <laughs> I had to put it in somewhere <laughs> um, in a uh, South Park episode of that right? yeah <laughs> um, it's also stated that an explosion to bring down a building of that would be heard for miles and witnesses they spoke to heard no such thing However, in various on-the-ground news reports showing shown on live TV, numerous people have been filmed saying they heard a large explosion. That's right. Yeah, a lot of people say they heard explosions. Yeah. Didn't it pancake as well? It did. Kind yeah. Of like an yeah. It was, it was and if 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 it if, like a demolition kind yeah, of if thing. Yeah. The way that they said it came down, what it did happen that way, mm. you wouldn't have it like it came down like a controlled explosion. Just it would have just yeah. Like, it would have yeah. come in on itself more than anything because the floors would have given way. So maybe some of it would not a damn fire just so, ate through the roof. Yeah. And it yeah. Just fell in on it. So some of it would have some of it would have still been standing essentially because it just would have gone through the middle. Um. Ah right, yeah, yeah, you know of course, I mean? yeah, yeah. So which, which completely, <laughs> and I remember because you always, you know, when you look at videos on on YouTube, one of the first things you do is read the comments, and I, I absolutely, go, I have to go through the comments and read what some of the people were thinking, and there was literally not one person in that comment section that believed the video <laughs> at all. But then again, you know, who's going to be watching those videos? It's people who, you know, don't believe <laughs> the the main narrative. Um, so there was also and I'm guessing all of you know this and and uh, that was but oh I'm sorry guys that's right Um, so I'm guessing all of you and probably a few people listening know that the BBC reported its collapse half an hour earlier than when it did actually go down Um, and it's not just the fact that they reported it and it was just in the background. She actually pointed to the background and said, you can see there's a space behind me where Building 7 no longer stands and Building 7 is clearly standing. <laughs> oh, give it off, our oh, well. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Jesus. And that's, that's insane. And yeah, that, that's what people she's reporting to aren't going to know what Building 7 is. As, you know, do you know what Building 7 was? 
Everyone no. knows the World Trade Center. Oh, yeah. No one knows it's like nine buildings or whatever. Well, just know yeah. the one, one and two or whatever the fuck the numbers they are. Yeah, but she um, was standing in front of, well, wherever she was in New York and that building was still standing. New York. And the Be- yeah, the Beeps. And I remember there was um, an interview with Jesse Ventura on the Pierce, one of Pierce Morgan shows and he, was, he mentioned that and Piers Morgan was like, are you telling me that the BBC, one of the most well-respected institutions oh. in the world, would lie about something this big and everything? And, you know, Ventura's just like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were given false information. Oh. It's not, not the BBC's, they're not in on it. Christ, they? But it, I don't think it'd be too far-fetched for any sort of British government involvement in this to be there. Well, they were little lapdogs of America at the exactly, time. Exactly. Yeah. Tony Blair. And Tony Blair, it. yeah. Um, so at the time of its destruction uh, Building 7 housed documents relating to numerous SEC investigations the files for approximately three of three to four thousand cases were destroyed according to the Los Angeles Times Christ. among the destroyed documents were among the destroyed documents were ones that may have demonstrated the relationship between Citigroup and the Worldcom bankruptcy. There were no known casualties as well in World Trade Center 7, which lot, is yeah, mental. Empty. Yeah. How and, um, was it empty? Why was it empty? <clears throat> it took seven hours for it to fall down and that oh, was after right, the two planes right. hit. Yeah. The mayor of New York um, evacuated, evacuated Lower Manhattan. Lower Manhattan. Um, but yeah, the way... Just and there was government. There was that was a government building. They had a government floor and everything. Like I said, they were investigating stuff, mm. and all those thousands of files went missing for various cases, so they couldn't reopen them. Nope. So there's probably something gravely important in that building. Like, oh, since we're knocking those two big ones down for the you know the war, we might as well knock that one down as well. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure let's, out a way. Let's, uh, let's clear a few people's names. That uh, sounds like you know, it was just like, a way to is it, to write off their debt. Like, yeah, I remember reading a lot of stuff about like um, people being in the building for weeks and months beforehand, like people doing work and they were planting like bombs and stuff, you know, to mm. make it control demolition. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know what truth in that might there's traces of thermite weren't there that even on this dismissed it that, that um, was in the um not that weren't in building seven though was it was that in the other ones thermite? there was in the well, the because the i got something on this actually yeah the, uh, swiss cheese steel is what they referred to it as um so i will begin the piece melted so severely that it looked like swiss cheese explaining why it called the deepest mystery uncovered in the investigation james glanz wrote the steel apparently melted away but no fire in any of the buildings was believed to be hot enough to melt steel outright um so glanz's statement was in fact quite an understatement the full truth is that the fires in the building could not have brought the steel anywhere close to the temperature which is about 1482 degrees centigrade that's what it needs for steel to melt and something like a a fire started by falling debris is not going to no, burn that hot no. at all. Or jet fuel. Um, or jet fuel, yeah. <laughs> um, so NIST also ignored testimonial evidence as well because um, they said that everyone they spoke to uh, said that there wasn't any loud bangs, nothing like that. Um, Thermite grenades wouldn't necessarily make a bang like that. They said for an explosion to bring down a building the way it did, like a controlled explosion, it would it would make a, it would make it would make an explosion. Like a... Yeah. 
Official audio. Well, it's like when you see them blow up old chimneys and stuff, and yeah. you know, like yeah. um, old factories and yeah. whatnot. It's yeah, right. yeah. Controlled demolitions and stuff. It's more or less the same mm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, the fire will weaken a structure. It will, like it will weaken steel if it's heated. But it's still, even then, it's got to burn really hard to weaken. So realistically, the tower should have just gone like. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Leaning tower of my I, like, hand. I would, back. I would have, if back. a plane hit yeah, exactly. The, like skyscrapers are built with sort of not with a plane hitting it in mind, but like something to stop yeah. it toppling over. Essentially, mm-hmm. so they always got to like the architects have always got to have things in place for something like that happening. And natural disasters. Yeah. Be built to, yeah, yeah, because like you look at it in um, like Japan where they have earthquakes quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Skyscrapers, they just fucking they just wobble. Oh, yeah, it's terrifying, crazy. And you think earthquakes? Then yeah, that should bring it down. So, but it doesn't. It just doesn't. Just does that nothing adds up. Like, why didn't it just top? Why didn't the top of the trade center just topple over? Yeah. So when the when the top falls down, when it just fall off. Yeah. It'll just slide off the side and fall into the street. Yeah. Obviously causing mass amounts of destruction below. Mm. But like, yeah, you should have like, like when you smoke a cigar for too long and you've got like a fucking three inches of ash on it and it just <laughs> falls off and you've got this stick just with the top of it all fucked up. That's what it would look like. Yeah. Just like a giant cigarette. <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> Sticking out of the New York skyline. So, um, yeah, NIST ignored dozens of testimonies provided by reporters, police officers, and World Trade Center employees, along with 118 testimonies provided by members of the Fire Department of New York. NIST explicitly denied the existence of these reports, saying that there was no evidence uh, collected by the Fire Department of New York of any blast or explosions that would have suggested that the explosions were going off. However, when a group of scholars, including scientists and a lawyer, called NIST on this false statement, NIST refined its meaning, saying NIST reviewed all of the interview. The, NIST reviewed all of the interviews conducted by the uh, Fire Department of New York of firefighters, which was 500 interviews um, taken as a whole. The interviews did not support the con- the contention that explos- explosives played a role in the collapse of the twin towers, well, all three towers. So. As a whole, they took the average. <laughs> yeah, they took the average. <laughs> and you just think, uh, like, oh, what's it? Did, did I put it in here? It was basically um, no, Steve Buscemi was a firefighter. There was a reference that someone made in uh, a thing I was reading. It was like, oh, yeah, so if, um, if a murder happened on the street and uh, three people saw it, but <laughs> six people didn't, <laughs> yeah. it, it never happened. <laughs> that's, that's essentially <laughs> what they were getting at. Um, yeah, I found that that is incredible for something this big that they just went, oh yeah, just take the average, you know, <sighs> this incompetence. Very much, but it's not even it's not even incompetence. They were probably just doing what they were told to do. Um, but the like, Nist has been dubbed by various scholars and people like include including people who've won Nobel Prizes and all that um, as just a, a government controlled science they're not even scientists they don't anyone who works for them isn't a true scientist they will just get you know spew the narrative they are given by spin doctors by the, yeah, yeah, yeah basically doctors. scientific spin doctors is probably the best way to describe them yeah um, and it's it's just so wrong so many levels I just, so, uh, sorry Sean you got some stuff on uh, on World Trade Center 7 no, I was I was looking at um, just I don't know what it was some offhand comment it reminded me of this immortal technique lyric about 9-11 where he's like 
tell him about the people you arrested on George Washington Bridge or something. So I've just Googled that. And apparently on the day, there were people arrested um, suspicious... What's the word? Suspicion of having a car bomb. There was a white van with five Palestinians inside it. Stopped. Um, They closed the Holland Tunnel and stuff in New York that day. And they found the van. Um, But I don't know. There's a lot of text here. So I can't really get to the end to find out what happened. But um, yeah, I was just going off on a tangent on that. Um, Because you were talking about bombs and stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, there was like loads of reports as well that day um, of people who like... Uh, you know, we're calling in and going, oh, there's terrorists here, or there's, you know, people are trying to bomb this, and uh, I don't know if they were hoaxes or, or, you know, just misinformation, but, like, yeah, they ended up basically just shutting down most of New York yeah. that day, like, everything was just fucking... Yeah, it did get later on in the day, it is somewhere in the timeline, the mayor of New York ordered the evacuation of downtown Manhattan, and by by that point, I would imagine the building was empty, so that's why no one was... Yeah, first I've heard of a car bomb, yeah, well, that's this is the first it. time you heard of it. Yeah, I never heard anything about it really, other than that one thing. So I just quickly Googled it. It just came into my head now. So I was like, I'll Google this. But um, yeah, I, I haven't got more information on that, unfortunately. Um, with Building 7, though, it's like, well, I don't know, can we really talk about the sound beam thing? Because like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know enough about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of touched on that already, haven't we? But like, yeah, the, the most popular one is like, you know, the explanation of the, the fire basically getting it and it falling down. It's just like, how is that possible? Because it fall and the way it falls doesn't really match, as you no. say, fire. I think you've pretty much said everything I wanted to say, really. Um, yeah, that's the way. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, to like I, I looked at it as I don't, I like, I, I can't say how it fell, but I can be basically say that it wasn't the way that the government say it fell like that, that's like the, the sort of narrative that we're told of what it what actually happened didn't happen but i i don't have a clue how it would like it could have been controlled it looked controlled that's it looks controlled you know yeah. that's, it, just, that's why isn't it it's the yeah. way it fell over how how they did that in such a short space of time like it's, i did i did read something that the owner of that building did order a, a controlled demolition of it but then how could you do that? Yeah, in, when all that other stuff's going yeah, down. Yeah, all that shit's going down. No one would do that, so... Um, <laughs> yeah, a demolition crew just driving past yeah. two towers that have fallen to go do a job. No, This no, damn job. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be home late tonight, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wait up. Um, it's mad about all those fire crews and stuff who like, ran into the World Trade Center. Steve Buscemi. Try to put the fucking fire out and then the whole mm. thing just fell on them, obviously. But like, I think, was it eight? How did they think they were going to get up there and put it out? No, that's a lot of, that's a long fire hose. Yeah. John Stewart's uh, recently... <laughs> I don't know if it's... John Stewart's been in court and he's recently had a victory for um, the firefighters that suffered lung damage during uh, 9-11. And his testimonial is fucking brilliant. Like, he's uh, yeah. genuinely... Um, Enthused. Who was that? Uh, sorry, not enthused. Uh, John Stewart. John. Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The only thing I've seen him in the you know not not starring in, but <laughs> but like he seems to be a better person than he does a presenter. <laughs> just say that. Yeah, yeah, I, think, I don't know who that is. You I know don't. him. You know him. I know him. He's a he's a TV <laughs> presenter. <laughs> you know him, he's, he's got his own talk show, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I just I uh, think, was it eight the John Stewart show on the telly? You said. Was it 800 or 300 firefighters died? I don't know, actually. There was quite a lot. I, like you, you were saying... I've never um, seen before in my life with this. No, I don't know that guy. No, oh, really? No um, idea. Sorry. <laughs> I don't watch how much... Yeah, TV I don't, I don't like think the goal... He's older. No. Never seen before in my life some of this. No. I don't think the goal was to put the fire out in the trade centre. It was getting people out. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, you got it. Like, 
give credit where it's due to those firefighters. I mean, they ran into that building, which yeah. was obviously going to fall down. I guess at some that's point. what they do, isn't it? Yeah, but I don't. I don't think they would have thought that's going to fall down. It's like when you're looking at Grenfell. Maybe you're a tel- you're a firefighter looking at Grenfell. You're thinking, how the fuck we're going to put this out? Mm. No one's thinking, oh, this is going to fall over. Yeah. I don't think. I wouldn't have thought. Like, oh, this is going to fall there over. There could have been a fear that the floors would collapse. Well, well, in the World Trade Center, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe, mm. maybe they didn't think it would fall over. Well, yeah, I guess because the plane had hit it really. Yeah. It's, it's quite vital, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did the plane hit it, though? Well, it's, Were planes it's a big Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people did get out. Oh, yeah. Obviously, know, obviously a lot out. of people didn't, but if you were above the plane, you're pretty knackered. Yeah. It was like, there are, there are, I think there were some people above the planes that got out. Is that true? Like, there was like, one staircase that was yeah. not. Eventually, collapsed. it just fell, and everyone was. Tr- well, there's. there's horrifying videos of people jumping yeah 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 yeah. that's 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 just kind of kind of you can't imagine what they were thinking as they were falling it's like that's grim what a grim thought (laughs) how how long was it before the plane hit before they collapsed like an hour or so if that i mean like uh, yeah yeah so it's like you obviously try to get out you just can't plus Mm. everything was on fire yeah well that as well if the flames are just Rising, it's like, well, what else are you going to do? Like, with thousands of people in that building, build, well, in the two buildings, um, is what one, maybe two staircases. So, you imagine that plane hitting and everyone bombing for the staircase, yeah. People are going to get trampled on, everything like that, filling with smoke and shit, you fill, yeah, filling up with smoke. So, and you've only got a limited amount of time to get down there. That's it's a lot because the lifts are out of order, so yeah. you look like you know. You literally got to get down. Yeah, it's so such a long, such a long, long way. A lot of people probably spend the last moments of their lives just going down a staircase. Yeah. Like, Christ, oh, come on, no. Jesus! And then eventually the building just crashes. It's like, down what's on. that noise? Ah, boom! Because yeah. and it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yeah. I thought the stairs up in Cardiff car park were long. Yeah, when you're like you coming know. down St David's too, and you're thinking like, oh, Christ, Jesus. it's ever going to end. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to be in train station at Braybrook. <laughs> oh, since they rebuilt the bridge it's, it's ridiculously long time to yeah, get over yeah, that yeah. bridge now it absolutely kills me going up the original stairs oh that's terrible the I have to go around the other way, go go around the other I, way. I, I know why I never thought of that before until you showed I me I wouldn't say I'm an incredibly unfit person but uh, that's that's an absolute killer trying to walk up them stairs it's terrible well half the journey is unnecessary isn't it you think it really it. is yeah like, you, the platforms are level we have to do twice as high up and then just come back I down don't know why they've done it for they've rebuilt and it seems to be like about 30 more steps on it I don't know Maybe they're not as narrow. Like the one in Forest is lethal. It's kind of always like that. Yeah, that's it? really dangerous, that bridge is. Really yeah. like a proper rickety especially, bridge. Especially in the winter. It's one yeah, in, uh, yeah, the one in Cortez is the same as well. Probably old metal railway mm, bridge. I don't like them at all. Like, yeah. uh, what was it? I think I went to a gig before down that way. And um, it was in the winter. And like icy, when all steps are icy, or full of snow, oh my God. Have you ever fallen down a full flight of stairs? Mm-hmm. It's not no, good, is it? Coolers. I fell really cool I, yeah. <laughs> I fell down. It was a club. It was a, uh, the corporation in Sheffield. Uh, it's fucking all the way down. <laughs> Crashing into people on the way down. There was no like, one on the way down. Sorry. <laughs> I done it. Uh, and then, it was and this gorgeous was... blonde at the bottom of mine that crashed into it. Very embarrassing, Madison. Very embarrassing. I done it on the way up for steps, which Oof. was, I, mean, I was with my mate Gumpy and he was howling and I was like, I literally could have killed myself. I broke my neck and he was laughing. And then we came out about four in the morning and he fell down the stairs. <laughs> Revenge. It was fucking great. But yeah, it was horrible. They were lethal metal steps. I've never been in coolers. So what the steps make out of and they metal yeah they're just stone oh are they yeah mm, really old like i've seen people fall down there yeah, multiple it's times fucking deadly like 
we've gone way off topic on that <laughs> <laughs> as usual um, trying to lighten it up like a bit of, yeah, I guess montage yeah. of people this is the Steakcast um, do you have anything else to add to Tom to this because I know you've got I think we, we covered pretty much all of it it was the BCCI uh, Bin Laden's early days and the, yeah the Bush tie-ins I mean, everyone knows the aftermath, really, don't they? Yeah, what the aftermath. Um, and like I said earlier, when I was researching this, there's so many, so many threads <laughs> that you could pull on. Um, but like the ones I touched on with the financial things and P Tech and all that stuff. That's for me. That's quite a good bit of meat to have on this theory as, mm. as to what you know where stuff came from, and oh, which, what direction to look in. I didn't know about P Tech. So, no, I've never come across that before. So, Not that I've looked at the nine eleven for quite a while now, to be honest with you. But, yeah. uh, but I, I used um, oh God, I can't remember the website I used now. I should have written it down. Never mind. But that documentary I mentioned earlier on, um, which is definitely worth a watch, it's on YouTube. It's only I think it's an hour long. In Cardo, is it? So? Yes, and full on in Cardo. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me find it looking at pictures of frogs let me find it, it. yes yeah, the Corbett report uh, follow the money uh, so anyone's interested I um, mean in learning more about that then loose change is a good one as well thing what was that sorry there's one called loose change that's that's the, probably the most popular one with respect yeah about 1911 yeah that's probably the most popular one the one there's, called loose uh, change another one I watched years ago the Chris McGuire told us about was Zeitgeist oh Zeitgeist yeah. One, yeah. So, oh. is that the, the what's his name what's the guy's name didn't he do a 911 one yeah the, the uh, 9-11 was Alan part of the Alan Moore. Oh, Brian Moore. Michael Moore. Michael, Michael Moore. Moore. Brian Moore. <laughs> um, oh, didn't he do Fahrenheit as well? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking. He's the one who has the farting contest. Different, if you remember. He was saying he's like Geist. I was thinking of Fahrenheit 9-11. That's the one else. Oh, Brian Moore's a footballer, isn't he? I don't know. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of Bobby Moore. Bobby Moore. No. What about Sir Mandon Moore? <laughs> he's thinking of Bobby Moore. I'm thinking Bobby Any more Moores? Brian Moore I, I don't know um, but yeah that's that, that's another one that's another good zeitgeist I did enjoy that as well um, that that focuses on the money situation in America not necessarily 9-11 as well it's um, 9-11 religion and well the money problem in America basically and how America is constantly in debt and will never be out of debt okay so because they basically lend money to themselves <laughs> they send billions every year though to Israel just, uh, that's a, a topic for a different time, but it's like, it's like I just kind of brought that up. But, um, yeah. Um, I found it weird that, like, uh, five, ten minutes after it happened, there were, um, like, uh, political uh, analysts and uh, terrorist experts just going on to the news saying, uh, you know, Bin Laden done it. We think Bin Laden yeah. done it. And then they just stuck with that and just, yeah. without even 100% in it, they were just like, Bin Laden's a bad guy. And yeah, just people, people are saying it's the actions of, I remember that. Like, yeah, I always wonder. Is it is something to kind of like not wrap up with, but like something? Where 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 were you all? When I happened? was just thinking that. I'm glad no, you mentioned that. It school. was a big thing, wasn't it? I was in school as well. Yeah, I was in but, school. I was in year six. What happened? Year six, be Christ, Jesus Christ! Yeah. I was in like year ten in fucking, um, like legit. I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was in. Year I must have at least been in year nine or ten, son. Seriously. Yeah. No, I was in. I remember it. That's, we were sat on the carpet. And uh, the fart carpet. Oh, it's farted to. I've I've told that. I'm not going to do it on this cast. I've You've told cast that to before, that. yeah. You've yeah, told, told that one. Yeah. Um, on air. It has been officially documented. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have mentioned it. Like it. Um, yeah, uh, Mr. O'Connor was reading something to us, and the head teacher came in and said to him that I think it was the first tower had fallen down. I think at that point. Christ. So. Um, 
Tom's looking at my sausage dog tattoo. It's a sausage dog. I've had it a while now. Sorry. Yeah. I'd just come home from school, I had, and um, folk was like, America's under attack or whatever. And I was like, oh, Christ. And then <laughs> I... <laughs> I was out. I was out at the time. You know, like just bumming around the streets yeah. or whatever, like at the time. But but I went home to um, to have a look at the tele- television yeah. and whatnot. I remember then, when I uh, when I got home, my because I always went to my nan's after school, and she had the news on constantly there. Yeah, and that's when we saw that like the <clears throat> well number seven fall in. I think number two. I think the second one fell as well when I was in the house. So I think we saw that. I was in school in science class and um, they turned on this this tiny little television for the, this enormous room and they turned on the telly to put a tape in about, I don't know, fucking something, antibodies or something. And, um, <laughs> hemoglobin. Hemoglobin, like little cartoons of like fucking diseases wandering around the bloodstream and shit. Power out of the cell. Oh, like in Jurassic Park then? What? what, what? Like yeah, in Jurassic yeah, Park? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. You've never seen Jurassic Park then? yeah. It's, it's, just, it's like Mr. a science DNA. thing the, the, the science clips they show them with the little man thing on it before, oh, before they go be before they get in the car and anyway go on anyway it doesn't matter <laughs> not important but yeah then like there was on the news on the telly that's the first I saw of it didn't hear nothing else until I got home when it was on all night down yeah. just glued to it I didn't realise the significance no same Really did did I? It was it was like watching a, a film, really, wasn't it? It was like watching a movie unfold. Mm. My dad was going nuts. He was like, the, "You know, we're at war now. This is it. This is big business." And I was just like, "Wait, right? I'm, I'm from then 12, on, I guess means nothing yeah. to me." Like you know, from but it wasn't on, it wasn't the case constantly. of we're at war like it like in World War One and Two. If you was not twelve, like that, we, 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 it's twelve. More than I was in your eight, yeah. kind of war. I just yeah. started your eight. So how much older than am I than you? I don't fucking know. I was born in 1986. I was 99. 89. So. How old was I genuinely? I'm intrigued well, how old I was. We well, need to find this out. Well, when I met you, I was 17 and it was a month before my 18th birthday and you just turned 21. So use that as a scale. Three and a bit. Three uh, years and one month. I can't work it out. How old have I been? We've got to find this out. 15 or 14. 15, was I? You would have just turned. Fuck. You would have just turned 15, yeah. You just turned 15. You were in your 10. That's your 10 then, yeah. I was in your 10. There we go. I was right. Yeah, because I, I, was, I was about 10 years old. Christ. That's about right. Now, now is where like the, the cast age gap really comes in with the stuff age like gap that, closes right? as you get older. You don't realise. It's mental. Like, yeah. yeah. Them figures make all the difference. Like. Yeah, when you're in school, it, everyone seems like that, like that gap. It's massive. Between me, me yeah. and Gareth would be, yeah, it's massive. But yeah, it's not a different school. Like, oh, same, that was, yeah. same school. Yeah. I remember being in year 11 and having a girlfriend in year 9. That was scandalous. <laughs> so it's like, you know. Two years above, two years below, but. Pedophile. Yeah, the two year rule. That's what yeah. I always thought. It was fine. So, you know. Apparently, that's. Uh, well, they didn't use anything to rip on you in school, honey. You know what I mean? I remember, like, when, when I first started in, in Avon Taft, we'd, uh, we'd go massive off topic. But, um, <laughs> like, when we do PE, my mother put my shoes in a different bag so my fucking shoes wouldn't get, my trainers where I won't fucking get muds and shit all over the rest of my books. And like, we'd pull it out and just be in like a Littles carrier bag. Yeah. And be like, are you shopping Littles, you fucking chip? You fucking chip? Yeah. Or Aldi's or whatever the fuck it was. Irony about that is now everyone shops at Littles. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Austerity. Really <laughs> <laughs> Basically, this is having tough. We've got people from like, Fedlinog and... And Jay, Lewis, the ones you got you got some projection to do there, fella, or you know. We've just from, lost all this from Bedlin Ogan True Lewis now, yeah. but thanks for that. Not fucking much <laughs> What is what even is True Lewis? Is it even a village? It's just one of those stains on the valley, no offense. But um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, 
Yeah, we're gonna. I think we'll wrap it up there. To be honest, <laughs> on uh, on the stain of the valley, so <laughs> kind of got a bit, uh, kind of bit, bit, bit out of uh, a bit out of off topic. I yeah, think, like, towards the end, as always. As always, Steve Cast has proved absolutely fuck all in his podcast. Um, but yeah, just I, I just say make your make your own mind up on, on it, what you them, think happened. Give them things to think about. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. We've got new things to think about, and we hope that. Uh, you don't take us for fools for, uh, for putting it out there. But, so there's um, no 911 quiz then, is it? No, no, there's no 911 oh, quiz. No. <laughs> I racked my brains. I racked your brain. I racked my brains. I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. I would have said. Was, I would have said something like, "What was the name of the book that George Bush was reading to school children?" And uh, that's all I would have had, really. I racked my brains and found no evidence of uh, <laughs> weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I couldn't like just pull a quiz out of my ass for this to be honest no yeah, that's that, that no, that fair we're kind of just respectful as well I guess I'm yeah, sure we probably haven't handled this in the best way soon as like over 3,000 no, people we, died but I will say I'll go on record and say and we don't take this lightly at all this this isn't a topic that we wanted to rip the piss out of and we didn't I hope at least that's not how it came across because it is a very sensitive one and a lot of people did lose their lives and it was a terrible atrocity so yeah again Get in touch with us over this um, if you found this interesting at our various social medias at Steedcast. It's everywhere there. Um, we have no, we haven't really had any brews today, have we? I Gareth on the Erdinger. I've just been so, making Erdinger. Just Erdinger. Erdinger oh, yeah. Beer, yeah. I'm drying out after Standard. Christmas. Yeah, same. Yeah. So. <laughs> Dry yeah. January, you know. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so there's not really much to report on that on the brew front there. So no, yeah. Um, I believe the next episode we're doing um, is going to be on. It's another. It's another heavy topic. We will be going on to some of the lighter ones. It's on um, serial killers, which is something that we, we, we have talked about for a bit, and we yeah, doing. yeah. But uh, we spoke as a group, and uh, this season has been incredibly dark. And next <laughs> next season, we're going to pick it up a bit. Yeah, we're going to do more. Gonna to. Yeah, we're going to do more jolly subjects. We're going to leave the conspiracies behind. Uh, no more Epstein for a while. <laughs> Um, so subject, <laughs> but but yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna keep it like I wouldn't I wouldn't say that this is this is it for conspiracies I, oh, I, I feel like no no, 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 no at least no, for no, a bit no, no. for a bit, a bit it will be yeah but yeah next one serial killers and that's gonna be a good one so. it's a real killer yeah, yeah. <laughs> so until next time uh, keep your eyes to the ground that wasn't Wu-Tang it was fucking Dr. Dre <laughs> no Snoop Dogg I don't matter forget it I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> Uh, keep your eyes to the ground and your ears to the skies. To that. <laughs>